scary spooky skeletons the song is stuck in my head it won't leave my soul and now you are totally down hey what's up guys it is now the fake nerd podcast episode 164 uh, just 165 God damn it all the hell you 165 165 we are back we took a week off because we really needed it mm-hmm. but we are here it's myself ben magnet brandon t mcclure ryan eliopoulos and spark oh no he is not here Sparks, where you at? Yeah. He turned into an adorable little black cat named Emma. Oh, yeah. We are sitting next to a, a beautiful black cat. My, yes, my yes. Baby. She is adorable and small, and I love her. Sparks is out of town, yeah. unfortunately. He missed, uh, he missed unfortunately. a hell of a week. Uh, lots hell of stuff. Of two weeks. Yeah, lots yeah. of news. We lots took, of dirty news. We took the wrong week off. A lot of news, guys. Which or why the, we or only the best week. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of... Uh, I really needed it. I don't know about you guys. No, no. I needed it, too. I oh, needed yeah. it, too. Happy, I needed to, happy to have it. Um, uh, as much as I love you guys, I needed a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Sparks had to Sparks had to go. We almost had him on the phone, but we just couldn't make it work. No sched- scheduling's hard. Yeah. Yep. Um, how was your? Let's just get into it. How was your guys' week? Oh my gosh, two weeks. How was your guys' two weeks? Yeah. Well, uh, we I all need d- a day by day recap. Yes. Well, I mean, Can I we did, not? I, no. Uh, we all uh went to do some spooky stuff. We did last not, week. Knott's Scary Farm. Yes, I uh did three haunts that week. I did Universal, Knott's, and Disneyland. Yeah. And let me tell you, as a guy who loves spooky shit. Best week of my life. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I loved it. It was so much fun. Uh, I saw the the Magic of Color show, like the water show. World of Color. World of Color. Yeah. But it was all it was uh, an Oogie Boogie original movie starring uh, Shelley Marie, who is an original Disney character that they made for the show. And it's her becoming a villain, talking to all the other villains. And it's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, I've been missing these cool water shows this entire time. Didn't, they didn't do that last year. Yeah, I think it's a new thing. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, and it looked really cool. And it was like it was like a th- almost like a 30 minute movie. Um, so that was a good old. Time. Time. And then I consumed way more media than I thought for two weeks that I normally do. So I can't even pretend to go into all of it, except I watched Vampire's Kiss, which is Nic- Nicolas Cage's best performance in any Nicolas Cage crazy movie. You think The Wicker Man's crazy? Vampire's Kiss is awesome, guys. Top is, 10. Does he dropkick a woman into a door? Nobody thinks he's a vampire and he just has rabies. It's great. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, I also watched Face Off. I also watched Event Horizon. Yeah, you did a, you did a one day where you're just like, I'm just going to watch Nicolas Cage. Yeah, uh, uh, GiantBomb.com, the best video game website. They do all since Goku. Yeah. The, the Dragon Ball uh, uh, podcast. Uh, they do monthly commentaries in October called Film and 40s where they drink beer and they watch spooky movies. That's cool. So I watched a bunch of horror movies that did that. And then this week I started playing The Outer Worlds, guys. And this is... Uh, a very very anticipated game for me. Uh, it's a space uh, minor open world game that's almost exactly like Serenity. Like the ship oh. looks like Serenity. You're a uh, like corporations own the outer worlds. So it's called that. And like yeah. everyone who works uh, on a planet is owned by this by the the the, the government and the the and the uh, the buildings there. And it's like. Uh, it's let me think of the quote real quick. It's really good. It's like, oh, we're not the best choice. We're spacers choice. And like if you work for this company, you have to say that in every they're like walking advertisements. It's almost like a horror movie. Yeah. It's awesome. So just having regular conversations you're like, man, that's really crazy. But you don't know what's crazier. The price is here at Spacers Choice. <laughs> and they just <laughs> drop it in conversation. And it's really like not post apocalyptic, but it's uh uh uh, capitalism at its worst, and it's awesome, yeah. and it feels very like 1950s, like Fallout, but it's also Mass Effect in space. So for me, mwah, beautiful game. I'm so happy to have it. Oh, I've been seeing the memes. Oh yeah, I've been seeing all the memes of it's like, of like Outer Worlds, sub like um, translation. How to make a really good effing RPG, Bethesda? Yeah, uh, really. It's it's the guys who've made Knights of the Old Republic two and Fallout New Vegas, and they yeah never, Obsidian. Yeah, Obsidian. They've kind of never been given this like 
amount of money and their own freedom to do whatever they want. Right. So it's cool that the studios finally got to do their own thing uh, and make something really awesome. And it fills this this niche, niche, whatever you want to call it, that's been missing for such uh, a long time. Niece. Niece? Yes. Uh, many uncles and nephews as well. If you get if you get a, a Boy Meets World reference, that's your oh, Boy Meets World reference for the Topanga? year. Topanga? No, sorry. <laughs> not, not this day. Topanga? No. No, sorry. Um, so yeah, Outer Worlds is really great. Uh, I, think I, I think it's also this week. I watched a lot of X-Men, the animated series, because, you know, X-Men's really good. Yeah. Go buy Marauders, please. Please, thank you. All right. That's it. Uh, ben, you want to go next? Uh, yeah. So, of course, I was with you guys and Ryan for doing spooky stuff. Yeah. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Something I def- definitely needed to do. See, guys, we don't need to do the show be- to hang out. I'm talking to the audience. Oh. The week we took off, we were still together. We Hell were. Yeah. We were. Uh, also, I went to a hockey game with my mom. That was really fun to go to. Did they win? Oh, we did. Hell yeah. Four to one. It was great. You personally won? That's, also, that's so cool. Yes. I was, was on the ice. Yes. I was personally on the ice playing hockey with the professional hockey team getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Dude, great. I'm so happy for you. Can I have some money? <laughs> <laughs> if I actually had yeah. it, you would. But I don't. I'm, I'm so poor right now. No, it, I feel you. It hurts my soul. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, I finally beat my uh, first playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses. How cool. many hours did it take? Seventy. That's not that bad. 70 hours for one playthrough. And I, and I yeah. just started my second playthrough. <laughs> Damn, dog. Just all the games play. Yeah. Well, there are other games, but I don't have those other games yet, so I got to do with what I got. Mm, that's true. Okay. A couple weeks, fall in order. Oh, and Death Stranding. And Pokemon. Oh, boy. November's stacked, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, Sparks and I have a deal. We're like, all right, I'm going to buy Death Stranding. You're going to buy Fall in Order, and then we're just going to switch when we're done. Yeah. I'm like, that's a good deal. That's a good very deal. Good. That's yeah. a very good deal. Uh, yeah, so... I felt so bad. So I get home from work on after a very, very BS day at work on Friday night, which... Yeah, you told us. Power would, went out. I would love to not work for six hours yeah. and get paid for it, though. I, I mean, you would think that, too, but you also think that for six hours, they would just let us go home because we weren't getting any information of whether or not the power is going to come on or not. Mm-hmm. So normally that, because the power... This is not the first time this happened, because the last time this happened, they just let us go home. They just they found out when the power was going to come on, and they just let... Nah, well, we can't do anything, so let's just send these. If you if you want to go home, you can go home. But if you want to stay, you can stay. And we still got paid. Either way, we still got paid. It's pretty sweet. But just sitting there for hours on end doing nothing. like working for the government. You still get paid. No wonder nothing gets done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, and even when they're like, "Oh, we're trying to do stuff," it's like it was. They didn't know what was going on, and they knew the power was going to be off. It was just a whole shenanigans. It was BS, and no one was happy that day. Yeah. But when I got home, I was playing Fire Emblem, so I beat it. And this was around like 6.30 in the morning when I beat it and I started my new game file. But then right the first chance I got to save, I saved and I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And I, because I knew Ryan and I had, we were planning to uh, record some Base Arcade. And of course, I wake up and it's kind of sort of- What time was it, Ben? It's kind of sort of dark. So I look at my phone and it says 5.26. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, wait, I went to bed at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Am I a time traveler? Like I froze- and I instantly, my heart dropped because I slept through all of my alarms. I slept through the whole day. Yeah. And I woke up at 5.26 p.m. And my man, as someone who slept in the same room with you, you are a very deep sleeper. Yeah. Apparently so. Yeah. I, I totally understand how you could have done that. If you were that tired. I, oh, I, yeah. Apparently I was. Your body, your body, it says to you, is like, I'm just going to sleep it's like for as long as... <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> it's exactly that. Because this is not the first time it's happened to me before. I, this has happened to me a few times before and I, and I, I'm where I'm in such a deep state of sleep that I don't realize it and I can't wake up. Mm-hmm. 
even when I have alarms set or not, I just naturally stay asleep the whole time. No wake ups, no nothing. It's funny, yeah, because like we were supposed to record in the morning, but I I texted you when I woke up. Cause, yeah, because I didn't know that you stood up till seven in the morning. I also stood up till seven in the morning playing yeah. the Outer Worlds. Yeah. So I was like, listen, Ben, I'm real tired. Can we record later? And then you don't even respond. So I'm like, cool, he's still asleep. <laughs> and because <laughs> so okay. I wake up and I'm instantly feeling like an a hole because I knew you were already no, at I had work, to work anyway, yeah. and I was scared. I was like, oh no, I'm looking at my phone and I see like. No calls, only a few text messages, and I see your text message, Ryan, saying, "Hey, let's just record another time." I'm like, "Oh, thank God, that yeah, yeah. bullet, the biggest bullet I could dodge, I dodged that one." Yeah, I saw your Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, this was not that posted that long ago, so you're still awake." Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, Fanny calls me, and she's like, "Are you? Did you just wake up?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Why are you still sleeping?" I mean, the woes like of she a... she gets home and she's like, "Well, you didn't do anything productive yeah. today." I'm like, "I'm sorry." I, I literally did the thing hey, that sucks. It happens hey. when you work nights, man. No, your girlfriend is not supposed to shame you. This the second the thing sleep that, shame. The this thing, is this is a safe space. <laughs> okay, we want sleep shame. No, but worry. the thing that really sucks is that I didn't intend to sleep that long. That's the thing that sucks the most is that I actually but didn't want to wake. Didn't it? I woke up not hating life, and then when she went to bed around 1 a.m., I'm like, I'm freaking wired, so I got a book I need to read. Mm-hmm. I got some Dragon Ball to watch. I got some anime to watch. Oh, you watched Dragon Ball. Yeah, I watched some Dragon Ball Super. I finished wa- I finished watching... Uh, There's an episode of Dragon Ball Super where Goku sings that song. Nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I also finished on uh, Verve, um, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon Season 2 just finished, so I finished that up. And Wait, what's it called? You said it really fast. Yeah, what? Uh, <sighs> You can't say, oh, you're no, watching the no, show. No, no, be warned. The title is extremely misleading. Is that why you said it so fast? No, no, <laughs> yes, yes. Register? The title, <laughs> I'm going to shame you for this now. <laughs> the title is very misleading, okay, you okay. damn. Okay, go ahead. The title is called, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Is That's it? the title of the well, anime. Well, I mean, season two, we still don't know. <laughs> it's the anime. But the main character it's like how to doesn't pick up girls go to the party. No, he doesn't actually go to a dungeon to pick up girls. He goes into the dungeon to actually fight monsters and get stronger. Oh. The title is very misleading. It's like New Girl. It's really about that whole crew. Oh yeah, it's not just Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, it is. That that title is extremely I like misleading. That show in the beginning, I, I I didn't finish it, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it's a fantasy anime that I started watching on Hulu, and I really anime. Yeah, fantasy anime. I just made it okay. up. Okay, I'll, I'll let you have that one. Thank well, you. But yeah. I I enjoy it on the shirt. I enjoy <laughs> it. The se- season two just finished. I really like it. I can't wait for season three to come out. So yeah. Oh, real, sorry. I started watching The Righteous Gemstones. That's another incredibly great show. It's about uh, John Goodman and Danny McBride. I heard about And this. one of the guys from Workaholics, uh, Adam Devine, I think his name. Adam Devine. Adam Devine. And they are like like the million dollar church. Uh, uh, like they baptize 5,000 people and they like fly in super jets, right? Oh, And man, they're the, the crummiest, man. scummiest oh, people. Like uh, Joel Austin. Yes, exa- exactly like that. Um, and uh, that show is so gross, but so funny and like really really sad it's like yeah people just give away all their money to these rich assholes and they don't care at all but it's like man john goodman is so good in it um that's a awesome awesome show i highly recommend has something else other than the connors yeah wait oh that's still on yeah still on yeah he must be getting good money for that then yeah i'm sure did you say raw dog hot dog hot dog golly gumdrops golly gumdrops (laughs) (laughs) speaking of golly gumdrops um my my turn. Are you done, Ben? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I uh, I, w- I was able to do quite a few things. Um, I was just telling you guys I was I'm almost done with Downton Abbey, and I it's so nice to have like just like oh, a, a kind-hearted show. Mm-hmm. Like not necessarily think everything that happens in it is like oh, G. Willikers is the greatest thing ever. Like there's some death and trauma and heavy like depressing things, but it's still just like it's not mean if that makes sense. Yeah. And kind of where I, where I'm at in my life, you know, you guys know I've been struggling a lot with some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's so nice to have just a kind-hearted show, like wholesome, like wholesome that I could just watch and just kind of be in a in a a good mind, like space. a weekly Paddington. Yeah, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Hugh Bonneville is in it, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little sad when it's done, but I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm glad That's I watched good. It. We we need good shows. Yeah. In our yeah. lifetime. Um. Oh no. Let's see. I, I I went to see Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. I uh I rewatched the first one before I went. I, I gotta say I think uh, I think that first one's aging well. I liked it a yep. lot more the the second time I saw it. Good. Um, it's really inventive and kind of like more went into it than probably should have, but the details appreciated. That's good. Uh, for example, I didn't notice the, but the first time. Uh, th- this is the first time her magic in the beginning of the movie is gold, and then when she her wings are taken and she first fights someone with magic, it's green. So like her evil magic is green, but her good magic is gold. Well, it's the basic Disney uh, um, Disney color scheme. If you're surrounded by ne- lime or neon green, run because that's a bad guy. Mm. Yeah, l- true. I think I'm sure that's what, what that's a nod to because Maleficent's kind of a nod to a lot of Disney tropes and things like that. Um, and, and so like there's a bit where she's trying to remove the curse from Aurora and she's using gold magic, but the green mm. magic is too strong and won't fight back. So I thought that was kind of cool, especially if you're colorblind and you can't you can't really tell that all the time. Okay, yeah. Um, but that level of of attention to detail was appreciated and helps the first film, but is not present in the second film because it's almost a wholly new creative team. Um, so the second film I I liked fine enough. It has, it doesn't hurt my sensibilities. It's not a very good movie. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some parts of the movie really, okay. Yeah. Like I really dig Michelle Pfeiffer as evil, as a queen who's for vengeance. Like I I think Michelle Pfeiffer needs to be villains more often. Yeah. She's really good. good. Like I love because Stardust. um, Catwoman. Yeah. Okay. Oh, guys, that movie. She's totally a villain. What are you talking about? She is. No, but Stardust is what I was thinking. Yes, she's also evil. I need to switch. I still need to watch that damn movie. Stardust is real good. It's still on Netflix, and it's all my watch. Hurry before they steal it. Somebody steals it. Who owns Stardust? Quick, somebody tell us. I don't know. Which streaming service is going? Neil. Neil Gaiman. Who owns it? Shit. Um. What was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, like when she walks up to that mannequin and she cracks its neck, and then the um, the she, door opens. I'm like, really shocked. No, seriously, when she I, like she she has a mannequin with all her dresses, and she like twists the neck the head of one of them she and breaks her the secret neck of door, one of them. Secret door. It's totally normal. I'm sitting action. there going, "Oh, damn!" She's like, "This this oh, girl Warwick, needs business." Warwick Davis is in it. Oh yeah, nice. he is. Yeah, that was nice to see. It's cool. Um, yeah, I I didn't hate it. There's a sacrifice in the movie that makes no sense, but I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Um, the blue. The blue. Uh, oh giant. yeah. yeah. Uh, also, the villainous plot is really messed up. X Meny. Well, no. So the villain's plot, uh, the movie Michelle Fiverr's plot is to erase from existence all fairy people, mm. and so she's found this this she's found this contrived plot device. Is it the mutant cure? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Just to murder all the fairy. Well, folk. so she's so so okay. So is follow. It a, is it a virus? Follow me with this one. Following it. So we know. For so I guess minor spoilers for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So we know from the first film uh, that iron hurts fairies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. So in the second film, they're making iron weapons, iron bullets, iron uh, arrows, Makes iron sense. whatever. Um, and then they pick this flower that grows at the grave of dead fairies. And when they mix the powder of that flower with powdered iron, it turns into this red powder that turns a fairy person into the thing that they represent. It essentially just kills them. Okay. So did you just follow that? No, I, I have fo- I, this is comic booky enough. I it follow is, it. Okay. It is. So if, it's you know, to kill the, for fairies. Remember the tree people in the first film? Uh-huh. If they're hit by this powder, they just become a tree. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay, sure. And yeah. like if the dark Do gnomes become like little wooden gnomes. We didn't see a gnome. Oh, too. Darn. Like okay. um what was like the the dark phase cuz there are dark phases who do die because of yeah, this. they just the dark... turn into a bunch of feathers. So it's, okay. it's actually right. no, what's interesting what in the in the in the one instance of good attention to detail of the film, minor spoilers, uh the minor dark spoilers. fae all all represent different regions of the planet Earth. Mm. So when they are hit by this dust, they turn into the region that they represent. Oh yeah. So if yeah. one of them is like we live in the ocean. If they get hit with it, they just become water. Okay, I like so it's like kind of that gets you. Yeah, yeah. so that's it's kind of a cool concept. Uh, Angelina Jolie as Maleficent is still the standout. Yeah, she's still awesome. She's so she's too good in that role. Yeah, yeah. There, there are parts of this movie where I was like, oh hey, that was really good. And there are parts that kind of grown. I was like, wow, that was. Whenever, boring. whenever Angelina Jolie is in the movie, it's the better movie. Uh, but she and Aurora are apart for too long. Uh, for for any for you to care about Aurora, yeah. Uh, however, she's good. Elle Fanning is good. Yeah. And the film takes place five years after the first film, mm-hmm. and it's and the plot should have been it should have been like six months. Yeah. Because they're the, the Aurora is like, how could you do this clearly staged thing? And she's like, I don't trust you anymore, mom. It's like, okay, but five years. Yeah, it's a long. At this time. point, Maleficent has earned your trust and the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a, a little bit of contri- contrivance there. Yeah, but otherwise it's it's still fine. Nothing really to write home about. So That's yeah, a shame. and I w- but I was just saying I, I want I want them to make more because I just like this odd little franchise that could that Disney has. I don't uh, I didn't look too far into it, but I saw some headline. Uh, hopefully it wasn't one of the, like the comicbook.com or something. But I was like, this is like the first We've like got this Disney Disney like not lost money, but like they're not going to gain a huge amount. Like it's a flop. It's a flop, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh boy, that's a shame. I didn't expect it from this movie. No, and and uh, I thought Angelina Jolie's star power as Maleficent because she's good in the role. Yeah. Like universally, everyone agrees with that. Um, and she looks good. Ooh, they put some outfits in this one. I mean, I I've seen those trailers. Like, uh, they're yeah, spicy. Some nice outfits. Angelina Jolie's a lot better than I remember. Uh, she's a good actress. Yeah, I always yeah. forget that because she's been out of the limelight for so yeah. long. Catch her in Eternals next year, baby. Yeah, she's, she's still kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember Salt. Yes, I do. She's a she's a triple agent in that movie. <laughs> Tom Cruise was supposed to be that character. He was going to be Mr. Salt? Yeah. Instead of Lady Salt? Wow. Yeah, the, Tom Cruise dropped out and they changed the gender to Angelina Jolie. I mean, I guess the gender doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, but I just remember that movie being silly because like, she betrays someone but then betrays the other person to help that other person. I'm like, why so many? Oh. Sounds like Atomic Blonde. Yeah, it's like, why do you need all these plot contrivances? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, Salt. It, it, it is a, but Maleficent is a, is a flop. Um, let's see. I watched uh, the Adams Family, which is perfectly serviceable. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the character animation, honestly. And Pugsley doesn't look finished sometimes, uh, which is weird because he looks like an old PS2 character sometimes. Oh yikes! Is uh, this Illumination? No. No. Um, Blue Sky, right? No. Oh. Who did this? I don't know. DreamWorks? No. Did they do the DreamWorks face? <laughs> Someone look it up. Ben, you got your phone out. Yeah. Look up who did this movie. Um, if you if you like the Soderbergh films, maybe don't go see this one. I like those movies a whole bunch. Yeah, maybe skip this one. Yeah, I was going to anyway. It's kind of a pre. It's a prequel though. It's like it starts with them getting married. It starts with Morticia. I don't Gomez initially hate that idea of seeing like that stuff. I yeah. don't hate that idea. MGM. Eh, yeah, that makes sense. They own the rights to it. Aren't they bankrupt? They or have something. An, they have an office. So <laughs> there's like two guys. Five point nine. 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. and 46 on Metacritic. Mm, okay. Yeah, but apparently I Google users, 8% of How's the cast, though? The cast is really good. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, that is not the 
the, le- the uh, lead I would hope so. Movie. Okay, good. Um, there is a there is a character in the movie whose character design I just despise. Uh, it's like Wednesday's best friend in the movie is like, has the worst character animation I've ever seen. Dang dog. Um, that's a shame. The ending has a, is the ending is exciting though. Hmm. They do the they do a version of the Masuka. Oh. Uh, which, if you remember from the first Adams Family movie, I'll just go that poll, but not the TV show. Uh, that's what uh, Gomez and Fester do when they first meet. They do the Masuka. I'm a fan. I'll, I'll I'll probably check this out like again if it comes to, like Netflix yeah. or something. You know what movie you should check out? Jojo Rabbit. <gasps> Is it out? Yeah. Is it out? Wait, what? You're, you're kidding me. It dropped in LA last week. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. we're it, on the outskirts. Th- Is that getting a wide release or? Yeah. Yes, it will get a wide release. When? Uh, look on Taika Waititi's. Twitter. He has a, he has his pin tweet is the schedule of when they come out. Gotcha. Um, we'll probably see it at Harkins or something. Yeah, I'm that, sure that's where I want to yeah. see it at. Uh, it is so good. It is so heartfelt. It is so funny. Uh, he rides Taika Waititi writes such an interesting line. You know how I always say Thor Ragnarok is Thor Ragnarok is like a secretly depressing movie. Oh yeah, because uh, it's filled with comedy, but it what happens in it is not funny. Um, but he he does the same with Jojo Rabbit. There's a moment where you're just like right and high. You're like, oh look, everything's kind of going okay. But the low it hits because that's you know it's the if you know film structure, it's got to hit a, a low point. Mm-hmm. The low point is a complete reversal of where we were. Like if you start at ten, you end at one. That's how uh, that's how Little Monsters was. Yeah, yeah. That movie is like thoroughly hilarious, and then like halfway through, you're like, oh, I didn't want this to happen. Yeah. And, oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a sign of a good movie, though. It it really is. It yeah. was so good. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is so good. Sam Rockwell is so good. Um, is Sam Rockwell a Nazi? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that dude plays nothing but like mostly bad dudes. Uh, like that's like the last three years of his Oscar-nominated roles are just like, oh, I'm, I'm a redneck jerk off. <laughs> I can't say anything, but it's a lot better than that. No, good. No, I'm just saying like it's just funny. He's always playing those kind of roles. Yeah, uh, I'm glad. Uh, I, I thought yeah. so too. But th- what they do with the role is different. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I, w- I will I... say I will say this, and it's not not a spoiler, but uh, obviously Nazis are bad. Yes, it shouldn't be controversial to say. Um, when sorry Nazis, if you're listening to this, you know, no, I'm not. Um, no, you don't be sorry. Don't apologize. Six million yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. No, don't, yeah, yeah. don't apologize to those a holes. Killed six million men people. Um, yeah. so, so he's like, uh, so he. Everyone who is in like the diversity spectrum, like uh, ev- everyone who's different than what a Nazi, everyone who's different than what a Nazi would like, uh, are the only good guys in the movie. Uh, the, the the kids aren't good guys. No, but the kids are. They've got a deformity. They've got a problem. Oh, okay. Like the uh, the kid has a scar on his face. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but the his friend does actually become a Nazi. Oh. Um. He reminds me a lot of Nick, like a young Nick Frost. Uh, yeah, Jojo Rabbit is really good. I like it a see whole it. lot. How is um, Taika Waititi as Adolf Hitler? Damn, guys. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm surprised at how well he held back the role. Like, if I was Taika Waititi, I'd be in every scene. Yeah. And I don't, personally, I don't think it would have overstayed his welcome. There are times in the movie where I would have been like, I would like to see imaginary Hitler right now. Or Hitler, please. Um, but he's the only time you can ever say that. Yeah, <laughs> <Or Hitler laughs> please. But he pulls back so much. He's not. He doesn't. So he doesn't overpower the story. That's awesome. I really like that. I like that. Yeah, I was. I was. I really appreciated that. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, man, I uh, it's real good. I also saw. Uh, I also rewatched Terminator Two this week. Dun, 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 That's a hell of a good movie. Getting ready for Terminator Dark Fate. Dun, 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 and dude, dun, it's getting really good reviews. So I'm yeah. like, thank you. Oh, it is. Uh, fun yeah. fa- fun yeah. fact, however, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, people are saying like it's the best Terminator movie since T two, 
with the with the uh, with with the addition of that's not i understand doesn't sound like a lot but it, it it's really good uh because after terminator 2 it's a sharp cliff yeah uh, it's pretty much just like a 90 degree incline. no i yeah. remember go, i remember being super excited for t3 and i walked out of that movie i'm like that wasn't that i bought cool. that i have that i had that movie i don't know if you saw my instagram post but oh, i had that movie on full screen dvd what was i thinking yeah, there's oh. a couple of movies that I own that are just DVDs, and I'm like, full screen edition. I'm like, who, why? Why? Why uh, did anyone make that? Why did we ever think that was a good idea? I don't know why. My parents, like, I remember them specifically buying full screen because, like, why would I want some of the screen missing? I yeah. want the whole screen. I'm like, but that's not why they do it. It's not the no. It's cinematic, guys. Get come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can, I can, I could relate to that because when I was a little kid, I hated seeing those bars. Like the widescreen bars, the widescreen bars. Yeah, I hated that because I was like, I just just let me watch the damn movie. Well, yeah. So we're old enough to remember full screen TVs. Yeah, like we were still around when they were going out. Yeah. Uh, so like in that way, I can imagine. Oh, if you have a full screen TV, the black bars will be very prominent watching a widescreen movie, which would make the picture smaller. So yeah. I can see like, oh, but I can get a full screen DVD. I can see that. My producer's is full screen. I which hate is, that. Which is funny because both my copies of Hocus Pocus, I watched that last night. Did and it, wasn't Raiders full screen? It was. Yeah. Yeah, Raiders is full screen. Mm-hmm. But remember, it's it was the first DVD reproduction of those movies, so it was very bad quality before DVD. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, but my copies of Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus, they're very old versions of those films. Mm-hmm. So I put those into my modern PS4 and... The movie itself is just in a black box, and it's surround. It's yeah. in a box and surrounded by darkness throughout my whole television yeah, screen. It's, it's probably like a uh, sixteen by nine. It was, yeah. Uh, I mean, which I mean, luckily for me, I've gotten over the fact that I could still watch the movie and enjoy it, no matter what the aspect ratio is. Yeah, yeah. but but it, but now it is annoying. Now that we all have full screen t- uh, widescreen TVs, everyone across the board. Mm-hmm. If now you're watching a full screen movie, you're like, I. You are missing something's were weird here. Something, something yeah. stretched, which is weird because when I watch films like Avengers or 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 any Blu-ray, Can you imagine like like Avengers? when I'm watching like when I'm watching Dragon Ball, it's like perfect. It fills out my TV screen perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, when you're, I I believe that when you are when you are remastering a TV show that originally aired in four by three, which is full screen, you need to remaster it in four by three. Yeah, uh, you can't turn a four by three into a sixteen by nine, which is widescreen. Uh, that never works well. Dragon Ball Z DVD releases. I'm looking at you. Headshala. Um, all about Dragon Ball today, I guess. <laughs> hey man, it's, it's a pretty good time to be a fan. Um, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say. Oh yeah, but Terminator Two. Anyway, Terminator Two is real good. Uh, you know, hopefully we're going to be able to do a Terminator retrospective episode <laughs> after the movie after Dark Fate comes out. T800 is now officially in Mortal Kombat. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully look for that. Uh, I, I got three movies to get through. I'm assuming you guys have five. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, funny enough, I just re-listened or slash watched to the Christian Bale like freak out on the set. Yeah. It's like the whole five minute thing, and it's just like, man, this guy seems like kind of like a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. And I understand being unprofessional, but man, he harps into this guy for like five minutes straight. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, ooh, salvation wasn't even worth it, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I was wa- I, I watched a uh, I watched a uh, Terminator Two with Zara. She hadn't seen any of the Terminator movies. I was like, okay. This is all you need to know for Dark Fate, so you don't need to continue watching them with me. Yes. But I have to watch the last three. Yeah. Uh, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to watch the last three. I'm like, fair point. These <laughs> movies are bad. I mean, there's like cool stuff in all of them, but overall, yeah. That's what James Cameron even said. He's like, we went through all the all the bad movies, the, th- the next three, and took out bits of elements that we liked. We just pick and chose what we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Cherry pick them. Yeah. 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 Hey, man, um, makes cool stuff. Let's see. Uh, I also read Detective Comics. I caught up on that. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Um, who's who's on there right now? 
Is it Brian Peter, Hill? Peter Tomasi. Oh, Tomasi's on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Detective Comics. Is this the Arkham Knight stuff? Yes, but uh, that's all long past. Oh, okay, gotcha. We're doing Year of the Villain with Mr. Freeze right now. I thought Year of the Villain was like a short thing, but this is like an, a it's, year. It's it's like the whole, it's a in little it's year, whole that, year. Well, I thought it was like a forever evil. Like, yeah, but it's actually the whole year. That makes sense. Yeah, and, and you know what? Actually, truthfully, it's ending up better than Forever Evil. Good. I've yeah. heard good things about a lot of those one shots. Yeah, the one shots. The it helps that the one shots are good because the one shots for Forever Evil weren't. Even though the miniseries I actually quite liked. Uh, the the Swamp Thing one with Arcane was written by Charles Soule. That one's that excellent. Was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Uh, Batman Superman 3, like not a spoiler for the overall story, but it's directly leading into something going on with, I don't know what's going on with Lex Luthor at the current moment, but it's like... Apex Lex. Yeah, and it's like something, they're tying everything in. Like, yeah, okay. it's leading into Hell Arisen, which is the Year of the Villain, like uh, Capper. It's going to be the end of Year of the Villain. Wow. Where the... Where the Batman who laughs is going to attack Lex Luthor mm-hmm. uh, and kill, try and kill Perpetua, which is the creator of the multiverse. Yes, that's this is all making sense now. Yeah. Okay. If you're reading Justice League, man, too many books. Yeah, that's it's hard. fair. I, I just dropped uh, Action Comics and Superman. Rip. Uh, I just I just realized I was like, I don't want to read a book I don't like. Yeah. Guys, there's only one Superman comic you need to be reading right now. Batman Superman. No, it's Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> that book is hysterical. And it's not Jimmy Olsen anymore. He now is a uh, fake dead. Now it's Timmy Olsen. Good. <laughs> His name Rick, is t- Rick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're gonna, we can't talk about it. Uh, is that still going? Yeah. Yeah. For real. All right. Um, Outer Darkness I also read, uh, which is a uh, Star Trek-esque horror book where instead of when they went out into space, I talked about it when it first announced, but they, you know, we space traveled with Space is Haunted. Yes. So there's God, so there's eldritch gods and there's uh, demons and ghosts. Did you buy a trade or in the issue? I, re- I read the issue. Okay. What um, issue is it on? They just finished their second 12th. 12th? Yeah. Okay. I could buy a trade then? Yeah. Because it sounds cool. There's two trade. There's going to be two trades out, I think, by next month. Cool. Uh, I'm actually, my next spoiler for our book club cycle, I guess, my next book club will be out of darkness. Oh, cool. I don't have to wait. I'll yeah. just wait for that. Um, Excellent. I want to do the first volume because I think the first volume. First off, I think the first volume is better than the second volume, but I also think the first volume acts as a good kind of standalone story. Cool. Um, I'm ready. Yeah, uh, and I also caught up on another independent book, Birthright, which is leading into its final story arc. I can't believe that thing is still going on. It's gonna end wow. at fifty. Nice. Yeah, I like the book a lot. For those of you who don't know, it's kind of like what if Conan was ta- was taken as a little kid and came back. And then ripple effects. Um. No. Nothing. No ripple effects. No. Nothing like that. I thought well, I mean, doesn't like like he comes back to the regular world, but then stuff yeah, like he also comes, comes through. He, comes, he, no, he, he doesn't. Well, he's trying to get them to come through. Mm. I um, read that first volume. I guess it's been like five years. Yeah, um, I like Birthright a lot. It's yeah, a I really, fun I really liked that book when yeah. you were loaning it to me. That was a good book. Yeah, is that a hint to get me to loan you the next couple issues? Um, more like the rest of the issues because <laughs> I I don't know I can't remember where I left off yeah they're doing they're doing an interesting th- idea with the military and I'm not sure if I like the direction that it's going into um, but I like the book a lot in the beginning so I'm willing to keep going till the end um, it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite monthly like independent books um, but in the twists and turns and everything like that I like that book a lot anyway. but I, I was able to catch up on those three comics um, I don't know if I said it last time but a Doctor Doom comic came out and it's excellent oh good I'm glad it's excellent I'm glad yeah, me too but <laughs> um, I want a special shout out to an audio adventure that we re- that we listened to last week my girlfriend and I called Carmilla and I've been raving about this book for a couple weeks now I even bought the book because I wanted to read it after I had already heard the audible 
polecast audiobooks, what they call him. Okay. Um, uh, who actually, a uh, girl from Downton Abbey was the main star. Ooh. Um, one of the maids that I, uh, that Jubilee I liked. Bits. <laughs> Jubilee Bits? I don't know. Oh, crikey. <laughs> I heard you say Jiggly Bits, and I'm I'm like, excuse me, what? No, sorry. That's the that's Jigglypuff's next evolution. This is English, English phase. Jiggly it's, Bits. It's actually What'd you say? I, I heard him say jiggly bits. Jiggly bits. <laughs> jiggly, no, jiggly I don't even remember what I said that, anymore. That's that's Wiggly Tuft's evolution right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I read. I read. Uh, so I listened to this book called Carmilla. It's a gothic horror uh, lesbian vampire novel. Mm-hmm. It was written bef- uh, predates Dr- uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Let's say it's written by Stepan Sedgwick. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it, it predates uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, so it's old. It's like 1860s old. Real quick, uh, there's a trailer that we're not going to talk about later, but there's a new BBC show created by the guy who made Sherlock called Dracula. It's, do they have a trailer? Yeah. We're going to stop recording. Okay, good. Okay, cool. That. We'll talk about it. I didn't know that. Yeah, it came out, I think, like, today or yesterday. Okay. I just forgot. Uh, for those of you who are going to listen to our bread and butter segment, we stopped recording. To <laughs> yes, to watch a trailer. <laughs> okay, but anyway, let me get through this Carmilla yeah. thing. Because uh, so it oftentimes they'll use Carmilla as like the bride of Dracula, which is an interesting tie in there. Um, but she's not what she um, the she's actually in Castlevania. Fun fact: she's the villain of the second of the second game. Hmm. Castlevania Simon's Quest, maybe. Oh, that's right. Says no. That's the name Castlevania. I'm just reading Simon. what I, I'm just re, re, <laughs> I'm just saying what I read on Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> Um, she's actually in the show. Also, season two of the show is, has Carmilla as a villain, but she is a le- she she is. It's heavily implied that she's a lesbian, uh, and she's in love with this girl named Laura. And people in the st- in the town keep like disappearing. Um, and this a girl named Laura is a prominent name in a prominent house. Uh, for those of you Downton Abbey fans, and uh, it's very similar. And uh, it, it just found it really good and really compelling and really interesting. And because it was something in- interesting. It's, uh, I felt it was original, and it came out in 1860, so obviously it's not. That's awesome. But uh, I found it to be so original because it was written so early that vampire lore wasn't prominent in in anyone's kind of psyche. Mm-hmm. So he was able to make up his own rules for vampires. So they sparkle. Yes, yeah, I mean it's like sim- similarly to to that. Um, but it's like these were just the old rules of the vampires before before modern pop culture kind of took over it. So she walks out in the daylight, but she's really pale and really thin. Like the way it it felt so original, even though it was so old because yeah. of the way he portrayed vampires. I had just never heard that before because we're so used to the bleh. You know, the blue vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can't go in the sunlight. I get a very bad sunburn and I mm-hmm. die. Yes. So I really liked it. Uh, the book's like three bucks on Amazon. So I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm buying that. I want to read. I want to read that book. Uh, so special shout out to that. If you guys can sign, if you guys want to sign up for the Audible, we're not sponsored by them, but hey, whatever. If there's a you can sign up for the Audible thing and you get two free full play free trial. A full a full, uh, and if you do a free trial, by the way, they're yours forever. That's awesome. Uh, you get to keep them even if you don't subscribe to Audible. Good job, anymore. Audible. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's like this full cast audio story. It's really good. I liked it a lot. Um, oh, and final thing. We just we just put out the poster for our fake nerd podcast, downright nerdy podcast, uh, versus battle for the Star Wars movies. <laughs> our crossover. So we just put out the poster designed by Zach Abitz from the Easy Podcast. So thank you so much for doing that. Thanks, Zach. You the best dog. Yeah. Also for the it's a cool poster. I think you guys like. I it. saw it. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh. So yeah, we're getting ready for that coming in November, December area. Uh. The episode will be released in December though. But 
Uh, I'm going to put them on a shirt for a limited time, if you guys care. Just for anybody who wants it. Do, 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 do. Um, just have the limited design poster on a, on a t-shirt. Love that limited time warranty. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, our death vigil post was the hi- our highest Instagram post. So go, go Ben. Thank Yay. you. <laughs> uh, that's, know I... that's all I got. Should we watch the trailer? Yes. All right. Blah! And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then let's get into our very plentiful news section. Cornucopia. So much bread. So, so much there butter. There is so much. So let's start with the big news from last week, I think. Good Lord, it's a lot of big stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- that was the pro- problem, is that it's just a lot of big stuff. Big buoy. All right, guys. Let's start here. Kevin Feige has been named Chief Creative Officer of all of Marvel. Oh, my God. The comics are ruined. He's oh, no. Oh, internet outrage. I mean, there's... Was there? Yes. Yes. Oh, of course there is. Uh, I, w- I will say, uh, before I looked further into it, Hearing Chief Creative Officer, because we're so used to the roles being occupied by Jim Lee or Jeff Johns or Jeff Loeb or Joe Quesada, Mm -hmm. um, no one has been this high up the ladder as Chief Creative Officer. Yeah. Um, But I will say that when you hear something like that, uh, oftentimes you think of of someone heavy-handed in comics, because they normally are. Um, However, looking at it, uh, I can totally see how a lot of comic book people will be like, well, he's never written a comic book, why should I be okay with him being in comic but he, before he can influence the comics it has to go through like three other people before him yeah first gotta go through because he's so high up he has someone has to report to him someone has to report to that person the cb sobolski so he won't have a direct hand in what happens in the comic books also uh i don't think comics uh don't make a lot of money no. like they're they might be the influence for all of the billion dollar movies but uh, uh, comics are a very small fraction yeah. of entertainment i don't think kevin feige loves the comics i don't think he cares about the comics the comics so, yeah. kind of do their own thing and like there Oftentimes are times they m- mimic him yeah and like there are like there are obviously influences from the movies into the comics and that's not always for the best synergy. even i can it, synergy synergy yes and a lot of people are really scared that like with him being the overlord it's he's gonna synergize comics to just be the movies and that is i think a completely ridiculous thing to think i don't think he's even thinking about doing it no uh comics have like they've they've been making marvel movies not before iron man like yeah. and they're not going to make like ben affleck wasn't a big influence on the comics in 2002 yeah. you know what i mean like i think people they have a right to be worried when ben someone affleck? has this much ben affleck daredevil daredevil oh okay like, that's what i mean like the movies that influence the comics so i was thinking about ben affleck as batman I was oh like, no yeah i was like <laughs> batman's a huge influence on daredevil yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean they do call him red batman in the daredevil comic yeah um but like i understand why people are worried but like the dude clearly loves the comics. He's not going to mess him up. Yeah. If, if anything, he's going to... And I don't see enough people making this case. He's probably he's going to push comics to sell more. He's probably going to do stuff to synergize people buying comics more mm-hmm. than synergizing the actual entertainment of it. Yeah. I think he's going to push like, hey, we need to get uh, comics into movie theaters. Because they did that for a little bit. I know they did, and certainly in some L.A. places, but... Uh, yeah, I remember our, our former boss helped with one of them for yeah. like, the, the Avengers or something yeah. like that. And yeah, and I think that's an awesome idea because like... Obviously, people love the idea of comic book characters, and it's just there's always been like a wall, a barrier. Yeah. And I think he can more than any other business person can help break that wall. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, um, I don't. I definitely don't disagree with that. Um, let's get into kind of what this means. So he's what he's will do. He will remain as Marvel as Marvel Studios president, um, which is the role he's been he's had since they moved the the away from Ag Um 
uh, where was I? Right. So he will remain and he will oversee the creative storytelling direction of all TV publishing and animation project properties. Um, I agree with Ryan. I don't think publishing is high on his, th- on his yeah. list. I can definitely see him helping the animation. The animation more than any other uh, part of Marvel needs to help the yeah. most. Cause like a lot of those shows now are kind of just like, they just feel like kind of like boring kids shows. Yeah. And you know, that's great for the kids watching it. But like when we did have shows like spectacular Spider-Man and Wolverine and the X-Men and Avengers earth mightiest heroes, those shows were pure quality. Yeah. And now they kind of just feel like we have to have something on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and again, I think him coming in and like axing some of those Hulu shows that maybe weren't going to be good yeah. and kind of. Well, we don't we don't know if he's axing the offenders yet. No, that might be. Yeah. Uh, we're mostly just talking about like the Ghost Rider thing, which yeah. which does make sense. Uh, and I was talking to Sparks about it before he left. Uh, we're I that Hellstrom show. I wouldn't be surprised if that thing gets cut. Me too. Hundred percent. Me too. Um, yeah. So he so he's going to do so TV and all that sort of thing. Um, now I say now I have this in my notes to remind me. Um, I say we'll continue to serve as president of Marvel Studios for now. Mm-hmm. Now let me just tell you, I didn't. I still don't think we're seeing the end of Kevin Feige's reign at Marvel Studios. I don't think this is what that means. I do, however, think it might be his first stepping stone into it. So I think we are looking at a near future possibility that Kevin Feige isn't running things at Marvel Studios. Yeah. Um, and I think he's cur- he's already got his replacement picked out. Yeah. Because uh, I'm looking at this. So I'm, I'm going to pull out this, this IMDb profile. And you guys can't see this, obviously, but um, audience. I see half a computer screen. Uh, Trin Tran. I recognize that name. I think we need to look out Is she for a her. producer? She is a producer. Yeah, yeah. Now, she started, she started as assistants, within, but always within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. I think eventually she caught Kevin Feige's eye. Yeah. She was made producer on Captain America uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. And then she continued in that role through Infinity War, Endgame, and now on Hawkeye, the TV series. That's all she's got right now as producers. But she's been in the, she's in, been in the uh, circle. Uh, circle for a while. She's doing some publicity for, some, for, for Marvel. She's kind of becoming the go person. Mm-hmm. I think we're looking at Kevin Feige's replacement. I can definitely see him being like... Uh Cause yeah, he's not gonna leave Marvel. Like this is like this is his his baby basically. Yeah. Uh, but I could definitely see him moving on from just the movie stuff. Like, hey, you can do that job while I oversee. I actually oversee everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're. Cur- so what happened was also. Um, so I think so. I just wanted to bring up Trin Tran because I wanted the audience to know. Keep an eye out. I think we're looking at Faggy's replacement. Heck yeah. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, and she's obviously she's clearly a student of his. Uh, he is. I think he is grooming her for it. Yeah, and she's like. Like her career's grown up within the MCU, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Um, and I, I kind of feel a little, little like proud because I'm like, I saw that. If yeah. I'm right, I saw this happening. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Um, the other thing that that leads me to believe this is the beginnings of Kevin Feige moving out of Marvel Studios president is that what he is now chief creative officer of uh, TV animation publishing has been taken away from Ike Perlmutter, mm-hmm. who is still the president of Marvel Entertainment and no longer controls publishing, television, and animation, which means he's only got toys. Yep. And what else? Video games, maybe? No, but they they, they, they move out video. They uh, shove out video games. Video they? games are, yeah, they're yeah, kind of just like, they license them out. Yeah, yeah. video games is different. But I'm sure he's probably still has a hand in it. So, so like, just toys, probably. So what I'm looking... Yeah, to be at, fair, is a huge market still. Yeah. It almost looks like... They're they're moving more. They're it almost looks like because Ike has such big share in Disney, um, they're moving Marvel Entertainment out from under him. 
Well, I'm sure they want to yeah. as well. Because uh, that guy is a, a I think for multiple w- reasons. I think they've wanted to since they moved Marvel into Marvel Studios. Yeah. Uh, and I think they w- they want Feige. I don't know if Feige wants it, but I'm pretty sure that Disney wants Feige to take over Marvel Entertainment proper. He's, I mean, he's certainly a much better guy than Perlmutter. Yeah. Because he cares for the brand. Yeah. yeah. And that's, really that's what, absolutely what you want with someone in charge. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, part of me does kind of like, I'd miss a Feige MCU but I'm not. But the a, thing is, he's I'm not a nitty. He's got to move on sometime. But also, like, he ushered in this entire new age yeah. of not just like the MCU, but like like superhero cinema. Yeah. So like, even if he leaves, let's just say after the next phase or whatever, like his influence will still be there, and the movies will still feel like that. Yeah. Like, especially if he if he. It's uh, almost, but it's almost like when a creative when a creative team that you like is leaving a project. Yeah. Like you do get a little sad. Cause of you're course. Like, I'm gonna miss this team. And there has never actually been something on the scale like that. Yeah. Or an entire. Like person's life of superhero movies is like ushered in by one person. Yeah. Uh, so it is an interesting thing to think about. But uh, if this were early days, I'd be more worried. But I think like they got the they got the mold there. They got a yeah. really nice ground. Yeah. They have twenty three movies under the guy. Damn. And hey, yeah. if if uh, if Chin Tran is being groomed, uh, then she's gonna have like almost kind of his voice, like a Dave Filoni, George Lucas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And in in yeah. her being younger and like more in tune with young yeah. people, like she could be like Filoni and even do something better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I mean, if if you're right, Brandon, I'm looking forward to Trin Tran's tenure at uh, Marvel Studios. Yeah, especially if you look at our IMDb guys, like it's insane. If it started with the MCU, then it's like there's her whole career has been moving up the MCU ladder. With something not as just as successful, but also as popular as revered as the MCU, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. I'm like, no, keep me home. I want to stay with the MCU. It's still crazy to think about. Like everyone knows Kevin Feige for the MCU, but like he's produced every single Marvel movie ever made. Almost, <laughs> he's yeah. been there almost. Yeah, since once the yeah. MCU starts, he I mean, he but he worked on like. Ones. He did like Daredevil and like all those movies too. Like, he's, he's, no, I, I know, but like he 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 did all those, and then the MCU started, and he dropped out from the other ones. So oh he's yeah, not yeah, on yeah. Like X-Men No, like but I mean, it's like he's been there from the beginning. So like, it's it's cool to see him like like struggle with a lot of those movies, yeah, and yeah. then finally like, oh no, we did something real cool. Right when yeah. you and I rewatched X Men, we saw Kevin Feige's name on there. there we, yeah, it's uh, a baby I, producer. Yeah, I remember. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, his, dude, baby. His first, his first movie. Yeah. That was his first movie. Yeah. Oh, that was wow. his first movie. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I remember you for like twenty years. Yeah, you were, you and I were talking. You, me, and uh, Fanny were talking about Kevin Feige producing X Men, and we we're like, "Holy shit, our our Lord and Savior, Kevin Feige, back baby producing." Yeah, back uh, in the day. Yeah, he. So like, he's there's there's nobody like Kevin Feige. Uh, I know Bob Iger wants Kathleen Kennedy to be like Kevin Feige, but there is no one who who controls. Uh, the amount of story as he is, there is no one who cares that much about the story as he is, and is successful. Kevin Feige is is I cannot stress enough a one in a million situation. Yeah, there will there will probably be more producers coming up that will be like him, but we cannot stress I cannot stress this enough. There is right now no one else like him. Yeah. No. Like, how many producers do you see going up on stage being like, here's the story, we're all developing, and things like that? Like, I think that's why Bob Iger doesn't get along with Kathleen Kennedy, because mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy is just like, no, you make your own movie. Yeah, it's, she's not, a, a, it's not, yeah. She's a different type of producer. Yeah. Yeah, whereas Feige's like, I want him to try and make this work. Yeah. And she, it freaking works. Uh, so I, I use the Kathleen Kennedy thing, because I think a lot of people don't like Kennedy right now, because they think that she's... That she's also been producing a lot longer than yeah. him and has a way more of a variety in her movies. Oh, yeah. So, like, people give her shit, but, like, she's done a lot of cool things, too. E.T., guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. E.T. Gives, gives her a lifetime pass. E.T. phone um, But, yeah, I think I think the, the, the for multiple reasons the comparison is, is unfair. She is a different breed of producer than he is. Yeah. 
they just I think it's just because they're both Disney people. That, like they like to shell them together. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Um, let's see if we so Marvel TV and Marvel uh, Family. Ent- we're still on the Kevin Feige thing. Hell yeah, baby. Um, Marvel TV and Marvel Family Entertainment, which produces Marvel's live action and animated TV shows, respectively, are being moved under the Marvel Studios banner. We talked about this, but here's the quote. No decisions have been made regarding either current projects or those in development. Faggy and his team are said to be evaluating all such projects on an individual basis going forward. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think probably like the Hellstrom Defenders, things like that. Also like New Mutants. Yeah. Because they still got to do something with that movie. <laughs> yes, they do. And and another thing um, with Ke- with this happening with Kevin Feige, uh, this kind of lends credence to the rumors of like why Ghost Rider was canceled because he's trying to m- to consolidate at least the characters that like are important. Not yeah. no offense to like Hellstrom or like Modok, but like Ghost Rider is an Avenger right now. Yeah, that's be- it'd be cool to have him in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's trying. I think he's definitely trying to consolidate, and I think he's been trying to consolidate even before this promotion. Um, that's what I'm about, baby. I want. I want. Uh, this is just me. I know nev- people like their own, you know, like a much more DC approach yeah. where it's kind of their own things. But like, I want a small scale, middle scale, and large scale MCU where the movie, where the movies and the TVs really all connect. Yeah. And that was the promise of Agents of Shield for a little bit. Uh, and now we actually might get like actual incorporation. Yes. We're getting a Falcon and Winter Soldier show and a Scarlet Witch show that leads into a Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty cool. That, that's why I'm. That's why I kind of. There's a little bit. There's a lot of why I'm not too into Birds of Prey. A mm-hmm. big part of it is I kind of wanted a more traditional M- MCU like approach. Yeah. Not to say like tonally, but I would like to see Cassandra Cain uh, uh, in a in a Batman movie. I'd like to see yeah. Harley Quinn and Joker's relationship start, and then we're we're there. Yeah. Like the fact the scattershot thing doesn't work for me, and if we can get to a place where a show like Agents of Shield would have a more direct connection to the larger MCU, mm-hmm. uh, hell yeah, give me that. That's what I want in the beginning. I mean, I guess the CW universe is kind of that. But that's just TV shows. No, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, the thing that, like, the thing we want from the movies we're kind of getting in the shows, but also yeah. those shows aren't that great all the time. Well, sometimes they're good. Yeah. They're very up and down. Yes. Um, and oh, sometimes yeah. you just decide not to go with the ups and downs anymore. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's, some, so here's some information on kind of, like, what the hierarchy is. Uh, Marvel Entertainment producer, pr- President Dan Buckley will report to Faggy on all publishing, creative, and editorial endeavors. Mm-hmm. And also continue to oversee publishing operations, sales, creative services, games, licensing, and events, where he'll still be reporting to Marvel Entertainment Chairman Ike Perlmutter. Yeah, so like Dan Buckley's still going to be handling publishing stuff yes. too. So like again, people need to slow down with the Kevin Feige is going to yeah. ruin the comics. What's thing. What's <laughs> really going to happen is Dan Buckley's going to come up to Kevin Feige. Here's what we're doing in comics, and Kevin and Feige's Kevin's like, like, yeah, cool, whatever, whatever dude. Yeah. I got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, I mean, I do think that there's a sense of. If they do something like super egregious, he'll be like, "No, we can't do that." I, for me, I just hope. And again, like I don't think Kevin Feige really cares what the comics does, but like this trend of like, "Oh, Civil War's coming out, let's do Civil War 2. Yeah, because that happens all the time. Where like, uh, like Infinity War comes out, let's do Infinity Warps and Infinity Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, we don't have to have this much synergy all the time, guys, because the yeah. people seeing those movies aren't reading the comics. Now those those dis- absolutely those situations are brought on by like CP Bol- CP Sobolski. Yeah. Um, who has to answer to Dan Buckley? Who has to answer to Kevin Feige? Mm-hmm. Once it gets up to there, I don't even think Kevin Feige would stop it. Yeah. I think he'd just be like, sure, whatever. Yeah. But we don't know. Um, it's a it's a very interesting time happening at Marvel. It is, man. Um, creatively, behind the scenes. Like, uh, I don't remember liking so many books from a publisher while these behind the scenes things are going on. Before. Yeah. And like, I'm, a, I'm a big Marvel guy, so like, I'm always repping Marvel. But like yeah. right now, man, like the... the 
the variety and crazy like again we always talk about immortal hulk like i can't believe that's a hulk book yeah that is totally a weird like john carpenter the thing book yeah half the time um they're doing really cool stuff yeah i like i don't like I, i'm with you ryan i don't think that kevin feige will end a, pr- a series prematurely because he doesn't like it no yeah i don't think that's happening um not even close so what's going to happen to the current chief creative officer joe casada let's see uh, oh yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So Joe Casada is the current chief creative officer. Um, Jeff Loeb is the um, is the president of Marvel TV for now. For now, he is ha- that also news we're going to talk about? No, not yet. Okay. Joe Casada, however, will step down. Okay. I thought uh, Jeff Loeb was also leaving. Jeff Loeb is going to be a consultant, as so far as we know. Mm. Okay. Uh, so he's staying on a consultant on a consultant thing. Gotcha. But Joe Casada is leaving. Joe Casada is the current chief creative officer. Um, he will ser- he will however serve as EVP Elvis Vice President. Mm, I don't think it's Elvis. <laughs> Executive Vice President. Executive. There you go. It's these stupid names. <laughs> um, and Creative Director for Marvel Entertainment. So he'll so Marvel Entertainment I mean Marvel whatever. Like you know, there's all these different things. I mean, Joe is still like uh, his hands still are still all over all a lot of those books. Like he yeah. still draws covers and stuff. Yeah. So like, um, but he's going to move from the Chief Creative Officer or. Did I get? Did, is, did I forget the other news, which I'm kind of remembering? Jeff Loeb leaving. Jeff Loeb is leaving Marvel Television. But I know that Joe Casada and Jeff Loeb, by the way, are two two people I get confused again. Oh, okay. Um, I oh I don't know anymore, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, see, see, I know Def, Jeff Loeb is the story that Jeff Loeb was leaving. I didn't know about Joe Casada. Oh uh, yeah, Joe Casada's whole thing is like, oh yeah, Jeff Loeb to exit but Marvel TV by year's end. There yeah. you go. Okay, okay cool. I thought I saw something. They're both leaving. They're both leaving. Damn, dude, Kevin's well, no, in charge. Sorry. Sorry, Joe Casada is moving to a different position. Okay, okay. But he's not leaving the company, whereas Jeff Loeb is. Got it. Um, Jeff Loeb will have to find a new job somewhere else. I mean, he that dude's probably doing fine. Do you think he goes back to DC? I honestly, I I don't know if he's writing anything at DC right now. He's not. He's not. He's not writing anything at all. Okay. Do you think he goes back to writing? If they'll hire Possibly. him. Possibly. I, I mean, see that. I feel like Jeff Loeb is like one of those guys who are like, man, you wrote like some of the best Batman comics ever made, and now kind of know it likes you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, oh, that's the thing. Like the last thing he wrote was Captain America White. Oh, so, oh yeah. Wasn't yeah. that book also like super delayed? Yeah. Yeah. Years. It's like Scott Lobdell. Like he's kind of like almost like a joke to yeah. me. But like, dude, he's written some of the best X Men comics, and like the, so his stuff in the eighties and nineties is like superb. And yeah. I'm like, oh, what happened, Jeff? I'm sorry. But Jeff Loeb might maybe going back to a pure writer might yeah. help. Yeah, maybe he's no longer focused. Yeah, but also he's probably made enough money that he doesn't have to. Yeah, man, Long Halloween's a dope book. Yeah, it is. Um, oh, hey, it's right there. Joe, Joe, Jeff Loeb will continue. Whatever. Yeah, it's right there. You there. Go. So unrelated, right? <laughs> Runaways was canceled. Yeah, do you think that's three? unrelated, guys? Oh, it's definitely relatable. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When I heard all these things, like the quote where it's just like, uh, "We're going to take it case by case." So did Runaways run across your desk? And you're like, canceled. Yeah, <laughs> that one just might be they got three. They're getting three seasons, and it just wasn't. Three se- the third season's over, I think. I think it's. Mm, then that's it. Three seasons in a, in a movie. You know, you're probably right. It's probably hasn't aired yet. I don't think it's aired yet. Yeah, let's just say it hasn't aired yet. We could look it up, but I don't care. Yeah, it's it's either airing right now or it's going to start airing. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's gonna, but it's gonna be canceled. Yeah. Oh wait, hold it on. It got Swamp Thing. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um. Oh wait, Runaways might actually be canceled now. I'm actually gonna look this up. Hey Hot guys. scoops, guys. <laughs> Look, it's been two weeks. No, yeah, this is what happens when you have so much news. Runaways. Let's just see what happens when I type that in. What's up, Runaways? Uh, this feels like the Weekly Planner right now. Will Runaways <laughs> have a se- has a season three? 
Does it? December 13th is when it airs. Cool. So it's starting soon. So season three is going to happen, but after season three, that's it. Damn. So like almost two months before it's even on, you're canceled. Rip. That's a bummer. Oh, I'm sorry, you guys. It's Cloak and Dagger that's canceled. (laughs) Runaways isn't canceled? Runaways is not canceled. It's Cloak and Dagger? It's Cloak and Dagger. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Hey, you know what? Maybe I should read what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We're bad newsmen. Uh, this just in. <laughs> We're wrong. Cloak and Dagger is canceled. I knew it was two seasons. Damn, dog. Cloak and Dagger is canceled after season two. Okay. That has just finished airing. Uh, that they, was a good show. Here's why the Runaways thing came up. Because they got the Runaways crossover still. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's that, why that came up. That makes sense. Okay. So Cloak and Dagger is canceled. I think it's absolutely related to Kevin Feige moving up. I think Freeform. We can, I think we're going to see more. Uh, like, I, like you said, Ryan, like Hellstrom is not long for this world. Yeah. I think Runaways is next. I wouldn't. I would not be shocked. Maybe not. I don't know the numbers on Cloak and Dagger, but that is a really high quality show. Uh, and I know Runaways is a the second season wasn't as, uh, as yeah. hotly anticipated or whatever. But I still think that show is pretty good, and I wouldn't be surprised if they just keep those characters and move them to Disney Plus or something because they got both those casts are really strong, and I and I'm really excited for that crossover episode. Yeah, I know a lot of people like like Runaways a lot. I I, I like the first season. I just haven't yeah. seen the second season. Um, yeah, I think Runaways is also... I think what's going to happen is what is currently happening, Kevin Feige is going to cancel and then kind of reevaluate where he wants to take these characters because mm-hmm. I don't see him getting rid of them. Yeah. Right, now that we got that out of the, out of the way. What's next Batman. On, the, on the fake news? Uh, Batman. Two casting announcements. Ha, this is a hot, hot goss. Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Selena Kyle. And uh, let me tell you guys, I'm pretty pissed off. There's never been a black Catwoman Boy, that day on Twitter was um, <laughs> that me, boy that on Twitter. Actually, there has that day. That was yeah. That's the joke, my man. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, uh, people on Twitter are like, uh, of course, anytime anybody of color does anything mm-hmm. related to the world, right. white people get pissed. They're like, ah, oh, Catwoman's black. This doesn't make any sense. And then everyone's just like, dog, Eartha Kitt. What are you talking about? Halle Berry. What are you Eartha talking Kitt. about? Even the bad Catwoman movie, it's Halle Berry. Um, yeah. Also in the books, Earth, um, Year One. She has You're a darker. Wrong, yeah. She go. has a darker skin tone in Earth One. Even, even. I think it's. I think it's generally considered that she's Latina. She, yeah, she's, she's like, like part, part Italian, part, part something, something else. Yeah, uh, but still on, darker yeah. skin tone. Yeah, it's just uh, white people are awful. Anyway, white she's gonna kill it. Suck, dude. Zoe, Zoe Kravitz is awesome, and she has that like, like what, like what's the right word without being gross? Like sensuality. Yeah. That like that would really like drive Batman up a wall. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson is like, oh, that's a good combo. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good combo. I want a Christian Stewart. I'm happy with this. Yeah. That I would legitimately want a Christmas story. I think Case Stewart would knock it out of the park as well. Yeah. Uh, but Zoe Kravitz is a good, good choice. Yeah. I think this is a really good choice. Uh, however, do you think what I think is a better choice? I Paul Dano as the Riddler? He's finally oh. getting his dues, baby. Remind Holy me who Paul shit. Dano is again. Oh, okay, so boy. he was in There Will Be Blood. Uh, I don't Swiss know if you've Army seen that Man. movie. He was Swiss Army Man. Okay. Um, He's done a lot. Of, oh, he was in Little Miss Sunshine. Cowboys vs. Aliens. Yep, yep. Okay. He does a lot of small character parts. He's a really, really good character actor. Gotcha. Forgiving um, Sarah Sparks? Rebecca Sparks? Oh, Forgiving wow. Sarah Marshall? Nope, that's nope, not it. Nope, that's not it. I, I, think, I know what you're talking Ruby about. Ruby Sparks. I don't know what that is. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> is where he creates a character out of thin air, out of a book? Oh, no. Nope. It's not a good movie. No. Anyway, he's a really good actor, and this is going to be like his first really, truly like super yeah, big movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that dude's got a real good intensity to him. That, I, like, So uh, we all heard the rumors of Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill as my favorite Batman villain was like making me like have seizures. I love Jonah Hill. I'm just like, d- it's an odd choice. Yeah. It's And I trust Matt Reeves, but I'm like, it's just really odd. Yeah. And, but Paul Dano, I saw this, I'm like, hell yes. Yeah, dude. Paul Dano is 
perfect yeah. as the Riddler. And I kind of like, like, none of these are young people, but they're all, like, uh, older, like, a little bit older than yeah. us. Like, like they're all in their early 30s. You know what that means? They can stay on for a long That's time. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, man, this is all the right And vibes. especially if it's good. Yeah. Like... Damn, I hope we. I hope this cast stays on. I can't wait. Now that Paul Dano is the Riddler, I can't wait to get more casting. Yeah. Like, what else you got? And we still got you know Jeffrey Wright as as Gordon, and yeah. I'm like, this is an exceptional cast. Oh yeah. Oh there, boy. There was a rumor going around for Catwoman. I think. Um, mm. There. Oh, uh, Vanessa Kirby from um, Yeah Hobbs and Shaw. She would also been a really really sassy Catwoman. Yeah. Um, she kind of has the same like Zoe Kravitz vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoe Kravitz is really good. Yeah. I'm uh, so cool, Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Hate her in it. Don't be a dick. Yo, man, Jason Momoa, that's that's her like stepdad, and like yeah. he's so happy on Twitter. It's oh, like, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I just also found out that apparently Edward Nigma's real name is Edward Nashton. I don't. I also didn't know that because I saw on the thing. I was like, did they say his name wrong? And it's yeah, like, I, well, I know his name's not actually like Nigma. Enigma. But uh, I thought. It, I thought. Hey, Peter Parker. Peter yeah. Parker. Yeah. Like, um, come on. Like uh, Nashton. I guess everyone's got to have a real name. Mr. Freeze. F R F R I E S. Yeah. Come on, guys. Do it. Mashed potatoes. And uh, yeah, I cannot I cannot begin to say how excited I am for, uh, for this. Robert Pattins Robert Battinson, as they're calling him now. Oh, Ro- that's cool. Uh, you know, <laughs> Batfleck. Yeah. Um he's doing the rounds for the lighthouse, which is a movie that's yeah. coming that's out. And uh, mm-hmm. everyone's of course asking me about Batman stuff, but he seems like a cool cool chap. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna kill it. Yeah. The whole cast is gonna kill it. I'm so happy the Riddler is getting a live action movie. Dude, same. So cool. So his what? first, his first time ever. Yeah. So first what? Appearance. Batman Forever didn't count. <laughs> what? <laughs> what movie? Yes. Batman. Of course, no. Fred Gershwin. And that's a funny. Six. That yes, that is a funny interpretation but of the Joker. Yes, of the Joker, but ba- Batman Forever is whatever. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jim Carrey could have been a really good Riddler, actually, like a proper Riddler. Yes. But whatever, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Thank you, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> um, all right, so c- some comic book news. I keep thinking we got to rush through this, but we got time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, hey, guys, do we like X-Men? What's that? There's a lot of X-Men comic news that came out the past yes, few weeks. Yes, 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 Uh Obviously, guys, we know that Dawn of X is happening. We're Hawks getting doxxed. Hawksbox has happened. The fever's ended, but we're now we're doxxed. Um, and uh, Jonathan Hickman has let it slip that a Moira McTaggart solo series is on the way. In Ooh. an interview? Mm-hmm. In an interview. He said... Uh, the reason why this changed when talking about why the sixth timeline wasn't included in uh, Powers of X ever, it was supposed to be, but then they changed their mind because of this. Uh, the, re- the reason why this changed in production is because there was a writer we had hoped to get to do our eventual Moira book mm-hmm. that works as a kind of dancing between the raindrops of X continuity story. And they agreed to do it long before we were expecting them to to commit, which was great news. Then I basically told them what I was planning to do and asked if they wanted me not to not put the timeline in the book, which would lock a lot of plot story stuff in. And after talking about it, we decided not to stick it in there. So he let it slip that a Morgan McTaggart sold Yes, there are a couple of writers who have announced that they have books coming out, but they can't say what they are. Um, I can't remember all the names. I know one of them is Leah Williams who wrote uh, an Emma Frost one-shot yeah. that was really great or last year. Um, so people think it might be her. There's a couple other names being thrown around, but um, they're going to ride high on this X-Men love. So like, we're going to get announced books like like mad yeah. the next couple months. Um, Fine with me. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to a more McTaggart book. Dude, totally. Like, give me why did we only see her in year 1000? Like, what the hell happened in that lifetime? Yeah. Uh, I'm into it. Me too. Um what was actually announced also was Giant Size X-Men. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Hickman and at least the first issue, Russell Russell Dodderman, although I think he might be on board for a little while. I'm not sure, yeah, yeah. Um, are going to bring back Giant Size X-Men, which will be a, a one-issue 
anthology type book. Um, every issue will be a different pair of X-Men. It looks like um, beginning in February, giant size X-Men uh, um, synopsis mm-hmm. reads uh, Jean Grey and Emma Frost. Number one, which is the, the, the uh, first issue, uh, pairs up two of the X-Men's top telepaths and former rivals to rescue their teammate Storm. Uh, the return of giant size X-Men will pair Hickman with a different superstar artist to craft the tale focusing on specific members of the X-Men. I love it. Yeah, that sounds cool. And it's really interesting that they're using giant, the giant size X-Men name because uh, that's famously like where the second generation uh, that Len Wing created of Colossus, Nightcrawler, Storm, yeah. they all came from. So it's interesting that they're reusing that name for something different, mm-hmm. but it's still totally cool. It's giving me more X-Men books. Did we talk uh, about the Wolverine book? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay. Benjamin Percy's writing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Adam Kubert on art. Uh, it's interesting because the core X-Men book is an anthology book in itself because Hickman said, like, yeah, it's going to have a rotating uh, cast of characters. So I'm like, he's writing two of those books because he's just like, just give me all the characters. Let me just write all the characters. And I'm like, baby, you can have my money. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> you already have it. You have it. Just take it out of my wallet. Yeah. Direct um, deposit. The next, uh, the next X-Men book that was announced was X-Men Fantastic Four. Oh, boy. Uh, my boy. From Chip Zdarsky. Oh. And Terry and Rachel Dodson. Hell yeah. As artists. Um, it's going to be a four-issue miniseries, and we'll focus on the Fantastic Floor's Franklin Richards. Guys, this is, this is my jam. So this sure, is so good. I'm sure you guys remember in the, in the first issue of Powers of X, House of X. Yeah, House uh, of X. House of X, where, where Scott Summers invites young Franklin Richards. To his real family. To Krakoa, his yes, real family. Yes, Shade, my guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is so good. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, Franklin Richards is a mutant. Yes. Um, Chip Zdarsky was writing uh, Two-in-One, which is a terrific Fantastic Four comic back before they were actually back and Dan Slott took over. Um, I'm so glad Chip Zdarsky is back writing Fantastic Four. He writes, for me, a better Fantastic Four because I stopped reading that book. Uh, and I, I don't want to not read a Fantastic Four book, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dan Slott. That's why it was canceled. Uh, <laughs> Nobody was reading a Fantastic Four book. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. And, of course, X-Men are dope. Ter- yeah. the, the Dodsons are terrific uh, artists. I'm so so excited. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is cool. Um, the Dodsons. I don't want to read that, quor- that quote. Quote it up. Uh, all right. So to be honest, uh, we toyed with calling it that when it talked about versus. Why it wasn't called Fantastic Four, ver- Fantastic Four versus Good, the don't. X-Men. Uh, because sure, they have very different goals uh, with regards to Franklin and there's definitely conflict in the story. Uh, but there are other fo- forces to play here which will test both the FF and the X-Men. So ultimately, this is a story about two teams and their outlooks, not just about them fighting each other. That makes sense. So I'm glad because yeah, calling it we don't want another Avengers versus something like X Men or the Humans versus yeah. X Men. Like we don't want. To, that's not what we want. Yeah. Hey guys, what's X Core? It's a great question. Yeah, we don't know, but X Core is apparently the next X Men book. Oh yeah, okay, another, another one of those. Another new X Men book. Oh yeah, that was quote stealthily announced in, in the back pages of Captain Marvel yep. eleven. Uh yeah, so uh. Like in the back, like, hey, thanks for reading this book, blah blah blah. We have something the artist, coming up. The artist is leaving the book, mm-hmm. and he and he put a letter in, and uh, I'm sure this wasn't the way they intended to announce this book. I wonder if that book was scheduled to come out later or something. Maybe. Or th- obviously, the editor didn't even know that was in there. Yeah. Either so way, he so he he so he wrote uh, follow. Well, someone wrote follow this artist on Xcore. Oh, interesting. What could X Core be? Uh, I d- again, like I, I'm not like an X Men like super fan. Uh, but I don't think there's anything called X X Core before. Yeah. I think this might be a new thing. We already so have too. an X Force, so like I don't know why we need more teams. Could this be X Corporation? Shit, dog. Of course. 
That actually could be it, totally. Because like, they're making pharmaceuticals. Yeah, now. dude. That's yeah, that's a big plot of Marauders. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna sell these drugs around the world. Um, that could totally be it. I didn't even consider it an actual like, corporation. I was just thinking I just of, like of it right now. Green Lantern Corps or something. Yeah. Um, it also could be that. Yeah, but like yeah. I don't want that. Like the the military of Krakoa, maybe. Well, I mean, that's that's a, it would be X Force. It's kind of X Force. Yeah, like yeah. they're their military team. Or at least they should be. Yeah. We don't know what that X Force book is going to be about. It's like, it's like half CIA, half special ops. Oh, like there's there yeah, like Beast is running the good side, and then like Logan's running the bad side, basically. Cool. Um, I, it's a, I like your idea. Oh. It's a good idea. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm right. It, you probably are. Yeah. I didn't even consider it. Um, it's just like a boring business book. Oh, <laughs> like, boring! Yeah. business. Yeah, like uh, like damage control or something. That, <laughs> they're like trying to go through st- um, every every. They look at their their stock prices yeah. in their first quarter. Yeah. Hey, they're going they're... to the UN. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier, in what episode four or issue four? Right? Yeah, episode four. Wow. Um, hell yeah! I was going to say whatever doesn't matter. More X books, and uh, there's going to be a lot more coming out. Oh yeah, we'll oh, yeah. probably be hearing more announcements. Uh, we could be seeing like a record number of X books on the shelves. It X Men is selling more in the last couple months than it has in years. So like yeah. it just it's nice. It's really yeah. nice. Um, do you like the old man Logan universe? I like that when Jeff Lemire is writing it. Yeah. Not anymore. Uh, well, oh, it's also dead. He's dead man Logan. Yeah, but now there's more. There's old, there's old man Quill. There's old man Hawkeye. What else we got? Avengers of the Wasteland. Oh, I didn't actually hear about this. Oh, yeah, this is new. Avengers oh. of the Wasteland. Okay. Um, I uh, don't know why I was called Old Man Avengers, but whatever. They, sh- they um, should have done it. Avengers of the Wasteland is going to be the next series in the Old Man logan universe, which is, as Ryan said, Old Man Logan, which is the first by Mark Millar. Steve McDivin, I think, was the artist. Yep. Um, then they did Old Man Hawkeye, which was a prequel to that. Then they did Old Man Quill, which is a space weird, which is a space version of like that. A weird sequel thing. Um, they've done Dead Man Logan. Old Man Logan's been in the main timeline, and now they are doing Avengers of the Wasteland, going back to the wasteland where Old Man Logan is from. I mean, to be fair, like this is part a part of history that I've. If I actually read the read the synopsis first. So Avengers of the Wasteland will be written by Ed Brisson. That makes sense. He did Dead Man Logan and yeah. Old Man Logan and jo- Jonas Star Starf Scarf Scarf. Snarf. <laughs> um, <coughs> will be released January 29th, 2020. The team is going to include Danny Cage, the daughter of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. who was revealed as the new Mighty Thor in Dead Man Logan number 11. Didn't read that book. Um, Dwight, who has come into possession of the Ant-Man technology. Okay. And a new Hulk, who we don't know the identity of. Okay. But considering the, it's filled with Hulks. It's, a, it's, not a, it's a good Hulk, not a crazy inbred yeah. Hulk. Uh, in a world where most superheroes fell at the hands of, Re- of the Red Skull oh, 50 years this ago. This is not the story I wanted then. <laughs> uh, Danny Cage wields the mighty Mjolnir for the, cur- for the cause of peace. But when the brutal regime of Dr. Doom forces Dwight, a.k.a. Oh, the owner of the surviving... <laughs> I'm back in it. <laughs> <laughs> surviving <laughs> technology to Danny and the Hulk in a last-ditch effort to survive, the Avengers have the chance to assemble once more. Okay. Uh, back in the wasteland. I probably won't read it. Yeah, if not. it's on Marvel Unlimited, I will. Um, I, I like the idea. I wanted, I wanted to know how. I know how the villains won because of Mysterio and Logan killed the X Men. Yeah. But I wanted to know around that area how all the heroes lost. Yeah, that's what I thought this was going to be. But it's just another. It's, it's fifty years after or whatever, right? Yeah. Eh, okay. Also, I, I'm sure it's sure it's great, Mister Red Brisson. I'm not. I don't want this dead world, yeah. dead universe anymore. Let old man Logan lie. <laughs> but Doctor Doom, old man Doctor Doom. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I wonder what crazy cybernetics he's got going old on. Old man Doctor Doom, you like the old man trope? I really do. Not enough to read the new books. <laughs> All right, old lady Harley. We got yeah, whew. yeah. We got some HBO Max news, guys. Oh, oh my! They really 
are making this hard for us not to want to yeah, buy this, right? Yeah, they are. Shit. I don't even watch this show that we're going to talk about, but we'll now get I'm kind of into but it. first, we got to say, the entire Studio Ghibli library will be available to stream for the first time exclusively. The entire. On HBO Max. Now, I kind of want to call BS on that one because Disney and Ghibli have, are like this. But not the entire they? catalog. Not the entire catalog. Disney, I've watched them on Netflix, but not all of them. Yeah, Disney has... Uh, Disney had the distribution rights Ponyo. to a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, like Spirit Away, Tortoro. Keyword, keyword being had. Money, oh, money, money. Damn. Remember John okay. Lasseter was was the, was his friend. Yeah. Also, G- Studio Ghibli is a company, I think was just recently revived because the guy retired. Um, Miyazaki. Miyazaki, Miyazaki retired. Uh, but then they revived to put out um, a different type of company. But I, I think they might be making a new movie coming up. But anyway, they do have... Because I know they made m- films after Miyazaki's retirement. Uh, yeah, but not many. Um, uh, wasn't Secret Life... But also, he, does, he didn't stay retired for long. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't matter because HBO Max will be the exclusive home for these movies. Yeah. Uh, for the first time ever, available on streaming exclusively. Damn. Yeah, so dude. That's one where, th- where I'm like, okay, you know what? You almost had me, but I own Kiki's Delivery Service. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. I'll uh, and I'm not looking to rewatch Grave of the Fireflies anytime soon. Cause Pong shit, yo. guys. I got um Howl's Moving Castle on DVD. I'm good. Mm. You guys know you guys seen Grave of the Fireflies, right? No, mm-hmm. I've not. Okay, Grave of the Fireflies is the most depressing movie ever. It's super oh, sad. Okay. World War Two. Two God. people. Two a, a brother and a sister trying to survive mm. during Japan in World War Two. Gotcha. Uh, guys, is real sad. All right. Um. So yeah. So couldn't get. So I'm thinking like, okay, you know what? Sure. Maybe. Doctor Who and Ghibli. All right. Yeah. Uh, Adventure Time Distant Lands was announced this week. Sparks is screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the text was like, what the F? Yeah, <laughs> I think so it too. was. <laughs> it is a sequel series to Adventure Time. God, how much money did Pendleton Ward get? I know, right? So this much. is like, it had to have been in like an undescribable amount of money for him going, the show that I that is dead now, I am bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. With four, this is not a new series, by the way. It okay. Is, oh. It is four new hour-long Adventure Time specials oh, to wow. exclusively air on HBO Max. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. almost like Futurama movies. Hour-long. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. insane. Uh, I didn't realize that Finn has lost his arm now. I think that's He's funny. Like King Thor. On the poster. Because if you watch Adventure Time, every alternate future they do... Uh, Finn has lost an, has lost his left arm. Every single one, yeah. it was, and it has like a different like a different thing on it, well, like a different new arm, uh, like a pillow arm or uh-huh. a like what I forgot what, another one. But so we all knew that like oh they're foreshadowing heavily that by the end of the series he's going to have lost his arm. Oh, well, he awesome. lost his arm quite a while ago. I mean, the show's been off the yeah, air for yeah, quite I, a while. I know. I know. So relatively speaking, I was, what I'm are we saying I about? remember I re- I saw the episode where Finn lost his arm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, I dropped off a little before that. So I, I, I need to keep watching it. I do like that. Now that it's off. coming back, I kind of like. Well, now I get to watch it. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, two of the specials are going to premiere in 2020, and they're called Bemo and Obsidian. Bemo quote follows the series ascension video game console as it attempts to handle a deadly space emergency in the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Okay. Sounds cool. Obsidian, quote, follows Marceline and Princess Bubblegum <gasps> as they journey to the imposing, beautiful Glass Kingdom and deep into their tumultuous past to prevent an earth-shaking catastrophe. Nice. Mm. Uh, Marceline is probably the best character in the show. Oh, Marceline's so cool. Yeah. And so tragic. 
Um, oh, Ice King. The final two specials, which have not been dated. But are, they've been named? But they have been mm. named. Uh, they're called Wizard City and Together Again. Wizard City features... Per- features Peppermint Butler starting over at the beginning uh-huh. as just another inexperienced wizard school student. Nice. All right. An hour long. Pepper l- Peppermint Butler. I love it. Together Again brings Finn and Jake together again oh. to rediscover their brotherly bond and embark on the most important adventure of their lives. I've seen a lot of adventures. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's time to this watch it. This is more it. important, though. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this is exciting. It's really cool that it's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, dude. On HBO Max. I almost Got feel money. like if HBO Max was coming up and and uh, Tarnikovsky didn't already finish Samurai Jack. Oh, yeah. I think that's where we would have seen Samurai Jack. I think we're going to hear more exciting HBO Max exclusives coming up. This is a rumor from the rumor mill, so it's not real news. But uh, DC is working on HBO Max shows, apparently. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's true, but I did see that. I'm like... Oh, I hope so, because like, give me high budget DC shows. Yeah, <laughs> give me high budget, please. Yeah, <laughs> I love to see that. I think but. maybe maybe uh, Symbiotic Titan could mm. come back. Symbiotic Titan, which was uh, Tartakovsky's other series. Oh, the, okay. The I was like, oh, I don't know that yeah. DC character. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna be seeing some other shows being revived for, on HBO Max. I gotta tell you, uh, I know this is kind of old news, but Sesame Street being exclusive to HBO Max. Oh, is it exclusive to HBO Max? Yeah, uh, it's exclusive I know to HBO. it's on HBO. I still think that's complete like bullshit and the exact opposite of what Sesame Street's about, about yeah. giving to the public and teaching children. I mean, part of the problem, <laughs> part of the, absolutely, but part of the problem was that PBS could no longer afford it. I know, I just like, it's so antithetical to what that show is. It's yeah. sad. Like, if you can't pay for Sesame Street, uh, you're poor. You know, yeah. I was wondering why I wasn't seeing, I was seeing Sesame Street on HBO and yeah, not dude. on like PBS. I had no idea. Yeah. I honestly had no idea that Sesame Street moved until it was on HBO. I was like, why is Sesame Public Street on Public broadcasting HBO? can't afford it, unfortunately. Yeah, that's... Any more sucks. HBO Max news? Right, yep, one more thing. What's up? So now by now you're thinking, oh, this is real tempting now. Yeah. HBO Max will be free for AT&T HBO Now subscribers. AT&T? Are, uh, we, are we one of those? No. I have AT&T. You do. I got T-Mobes. You have HBO Now with, with Sparks. Mm-hmm. And it's free? That's yeah. It's pretty sweet. I guess I don't got to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Like, shit, if that's, r- that's true. Hell yeah, Sesame Street for me and me alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, like, uh, I can totally see because, you know, AT&T bought Time Warner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can totally see something like that happening, try to convince people to get AT&T. Uh, I'm curious. I'm really curious. Is it AT&T or HBO now? Or AT&T slash HBO now? I so, like, do I have to be subscribed to a- HBO now as well as have a AT&T I think it might be. It's probably both. Yeah. I would think it's both. I think so, too. Makes sense. Um, but that's that's real tempting. That's real tempting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really want to watch more Adventure Time. <laughs> oh, that Dune TV show also? I thought that was on... HBO Max. Oh, it's funny because I knew it was going to be on Warner Brothers streaming service, but now it's <laughs> HBO Max. So I'm like, okay, I have to get. Yeah, this is good news. Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. So that's exciting. All right. Spice must flow. All right. All right. Uh, Lore Olympus is a webtoon oh, okay. series. Um, I don't know where this is going to be. I heard Netflix, but I'm not sure. Lore Olympus. Um, it's a new animated show based on the popular webtoon ri- comic by Rachel Smythe. The series synopsis. Uh, the series synopsis on webtoons. Um, that is getting an animated series by the Jim Henson Company. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, 
is witness that the gods what the gods do after dark the friendships it's and orgies. the lies yeah you're not wrong the gossip and the wild parties and of course forbidden love because it turns out the gods aren't so different from us after all especially when it comes to their problems stylish and immersive this is one of mythology's greatest stories the t- the taking of persephone and it's never been told before it's Take, cool. Taking a Persephone. So that's a so it's gonna be a Jim Henson animated com- uh, animated show. I saw a trailer for it. It looks pretty good. Animated. They've Does done, Jim Henson animate a lot? They've of done animation. Okay. Remember uh, Muppet Babies? I yeah. do. Anima- animation. Oh, okay. one of my buddies at work. He watched our Dark Crystal episode. He came up to me. He's like, Ben, I can't freaking believe you mentioned Fraggle Rock and Muppet Babies in oh, your yeah. Dark Crystal review. I'm like, we had to. I watched those shows. Makes sense. Yeah. Jim Henson. Muppet Babies would be animation. So I can only imagine they've probably not done a lot, but lore Olympics. Olympus. Olympus. Yeah. Lore Obsidian. Now, what's interesting about this is there's another Webtoons comic book. Uh, it looks really cool, by the way. Watch the trailer online. There's another we- There's another Webtoons comic book about the same story, but more traditional uh, Greek mythology, and it's done by <laughs> Linda Sedgwick. I was just about to mention that because I subscribed, and, I wanna, and oh, I'm reading it. It's yeah. about Hades and Persephone. Yeah, it's, a, it's Linda Sedgwick, is that the more is Stepan uh, Sedgwick's. Is that uh, the more adult one? Well, probably. It's n- so yeah. far, Linda, not really. Linda is not as overtly adult as her husband. Gotcha. But the first uh, official episode that she put up on Webtoon mentioned Thanatos. Cool. Because uh, Hades was walking up from the underworld. He's like, I'm not the god of death. And then there's Thanatos. I'm like, hey, I know that guy. Thanks, Mythelanius. god of death. Mythelanius, look- guys. Looking over at you, Brandon. Learn some shit. Um, so this is the Jim Henson company as part of the episode. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I like Greek mythology. And he said, so uh, we don't know where it's going yet. I heard Netflix, but I couldn't get a proof. I couldn't get proof of that. Yeah. So. Remember when we were at LA Comic Con, Christy Shin was telling me about this, of the, how Laura Olympus got picked up. Oh yeah. Oh, she, think, and, yeah. The, and actually I didn't even, even go to the Webtoon booth and it was right there. It was one of the biggest booths at the con this year. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. Webtoons was such a big thing until that I. very second. Neither yeah. did I, because I just downloaded Webtoons to look to read a few webcomics that I think I'm they, fan of. I think they and Crunchyroll just got a partnership to make animated shows also. Oh, that oh, makes okay. sense. So maybe this is one of the, but that's Jim Ken- Henson Company. I don't know. Who knows? Partnerships, man. Um, all right, so Earth to Ned is another Jim Henson property that is going to be created for Netflix. This one is actually Netflix, I, I think. Earth to Ned? Earth to Ned. An unscripted comedy that will follow a blue-skinned alien named Ned and his lieutenant, Cornelius. Names are funny. <laughs> <laughs> the, two are, the two are sent to scout Earth for a planned invasion, but end up falling in love with popular culture instead. Now the pair hosts a, t- hosts a show, of in- uh, show interviewing celebrities from the bridge of their spaceship, delivered in the same style as a late-night talk show. With each episode, Ned's obsession with pop culture grows as he and Cornelius find themselves drifting even ever further from their core mission. I'm into this. Yeah. It sounds like Space Ghost. A little bit. Uh, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm into this too. Yeah. I'm rad. I, it's, well. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> it said I'm rad, but I'm like, I meant to say it sounds rad. Yeah. I do honestly like any any uh, uh, fun interview show I'm all about. Give me more Between Two Ferns. Space Ghost, aliens. Ghost to Coast. Yeah, a little yeah. bit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did we talk, we talked about comics. Oh, I forgot to mention Batman has first solicitations. For James Tinian's oh, Batman run, yeah, um, coming in January. Uh, also, James Tinian came out as bisexual. That's really cool. Yeah. Good oh yeah, him. I saw that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Um, he, but they posted the thing, and it's uh, it's a little underwhelming. Is it like? Can you? He's like running an, ass- an assassin. R- he he will he gets like an assassin ring. Batman for himself. Um, I think Talia is in it. It's a little. It's a little. Been there, done that. Safe. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And what's uh, so what's un- what I'm kind of hoping for is obviously Batman will be safe. Like uh, DC, as good as it as it as it is, mm-hmm. DC got a, had a lot of problems with Tom King's Batman run, publicity yeah. wise. Mm-hmm. So it will be safe. Sure, sure. I'm hoping that like Tom King's Batman, uh, because in the beginning of that book, I was kind of like, okay, that little bit been there, done that. Uh, but then it was able to grow into something with with, with uh, something of worth. I'm kind of hoping the same thing here. Yeah. Start small, start safe, and then kind of grow into something else. You can only hope until it's, that run gets canceled after two years for the new book. Yeah. And if it's a fill in, if it's a fill in run to get like the the guy we really want on, yeah. the, on the book. Yeah. I hope all that stuff is not true. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. But uh, I like James Sinian. I think I he's grown a lot as a writer. I'm willing to give this a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all the comic book news. Uh, Bone is getting a animated series. We I I have that. not read this comic, but I know it's very popular and it's yeah. been going out for a long time. This, I know of this book, never read it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little cute little bone. Yep. creature thing. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of neat. Um, Do you have the the who who made the, who made it who no. made the bone? I don't have it up. up. No. Okay. I I want to say it's like Jeff Smith. <laughs> I love how you said who yeah, made. Yeah, it's Jeff Smith. Is it really? It's Jeff Smith. Hell yeah! I love how you said. Who made the bone? <laughs> Who made the bone? <laughs> you did, baby. Bone daddy. <laughs> um, Spooky, scary, scary. All right, so this is a kind of a miscellaneous thing. We can c- we might blow through this part. The, the, the podcast or our actual myth? Like, oh, no, miscellaneous. Mis- miscellaneous. miscellaneous thing. Uh, Tony Gilroy, who yeah. is one of the writers for, for Rogue One, has now been uh, hired to write the pilot episode of the Cassian Andor TV series. Cool. And uh, we'll direct a couple of episodes. I want to say he's the guy that that came in to do like that second, like the reshoots. He did stuff. do the reshoots. Yeah, so he's one of the reasons that movie probably turned out good. Yeah, uh, you wonder. So like, or at least he has a good creative input, like yeah. to fix things or whatever. I mean, so, he wrote um, he wrote it, so he knows the character as yeah. thin as it is. It is cool that he's yeah. yeah. Oh, I trust him. With Cassian Andor, I I think he's a good thing. I'm yeah. so ready for that. Cassian is in good hands with this guy. Yeah. The the uh, the rumor mill is that they were almost they were thinking about just shelving the series before he came on board. Uh, oh. Because uh, they couldn't like crack it or something. I would honestly, I'd rather them do that instead of put out a bad show. Yeah. yeah. So like, as long as like they have faith in it now with Tony Gilroy. Yeah, I think probably like it clicked when he came on board. Uh, perhaps they just couldn't find an angle for the series. Yeah. It is a, it's tough as you said because the character has very little depth in Rogue One. Yeah. Um. But now they can flesh it out. Yeah. Um, all right, Neil Patrick Harris has been cast in Matrix 4. He's the new Agent Smith. We don't know as <laughs> who or what, but that's the thing. I did not hear this, but okay. I still can't believe that's happening. Neil Patrick Harris, that's Matrix I, 4. I, you know what? Okay. Neil Patrick Harris was my first pick for the Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, I can see that. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the swarm. Yeah. The swarm. He's got the charm, definitely. Crystal Sinever's got another casting. Did it? Stephen Lobo has been cast as Jim Corrigan. Lobo is in it? Yes, <laughs> Stephen Lobo has been cast as Jim Corrigan, aka the Spectre. That's awesome. I wish it was Constantine Spectre. Yeah, but but one. I ain't mad. No, and uh, so so Guggenheim said fans of the Crisis on Infinite Earths comic know the Spectre plays a pivotal role. We're thrilled Stephen is our Jim Corrigan. Uh, yeah, I saw some, I saw some of the stuff that this guy's done. Online. Oh, is is a uh, is there more news in this in the circle of Crisis? Crisis? Yeah, was there? Well, I mean, we saw the picture. Of anti monitor, anti monitor, we yeah. did. He he looks like the new fifty two anti monitor, yeah, which is a bummer because the original anti monitor design is radical and scary. Yeah, he just came back in the comics too. Oh, okay, yeah, damn. They they did the thing is like uh, Perpetua is like, uh, I don't care if you're on the wrong side. Uh, I know your true form would would side with me, and he turns her into the pre crisis anti monitor. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, he's got big old scary teeth, but he just looks like an evil monitor. Yeah. Like the, the the, it's fine. Yeah, it looks all right. Yeah. I mean, it looks better than probably what they could have done 10 years ago. Yes. 
smoke monsters. I was gonna say like like Doomsday Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. Although, hey, they went for it. They they went for it. Maybe you didn't need to. <laughs> I mean, Ambulance driver Sam Witwer. It was better than. Uh, uh, you got Dark Side Smoke Monster. Yeah, Dark Just hiding in the shadows who with was, those eyes. Who was freaking uh, uh, Lionel Luther? That was cool. But when the, they did like the Smoke Monster, thing, yeah, was like, no, yeah. No, no, no. What a what a! I'm always fascinated with that final season because like Dark Side and like Granny Goodness and stuff are like the biggest in concepts. But like he's standing in a living room made of smoke, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> somebody save me <laughs> every day. I still like that show. I did too. Same I here. I love that show. show. Yeah. So Half of it's me. really good, I think. Yeah, there's a lot, the, look. There's a lot of good episodes in it. A lot of good Superman episodes. JSA episodes. Yeah, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. John. Those episodes are the were the best in my opinion. Yeah, uh, where we used to work or through comics, uh, they have the they have the painting from uh, the JSA episodes. Of oh the my JSA. god, that's yeah. such a nice painting. At, um, yeah. Earth Two Sherman Oaks. Yep. Um, all right. Where are we? Craig Mazin. 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 Craig. That guy. He's the writer of Chernobyl and other movies we won't name. Uh, Again, that guy has like the greatest redemption arc in of history. Yeah. He wrote like epic movie, and then he did Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, but now he's going to work with Disney on rebooting Pirates of the Caribbean with Ted Elliott, who was recently the writer of Aladdin. All right. Hmm. Wait, remember? Didn't didn't we talk about? They left the project. Got it. <laughs> I don't even need to finish it. Yeah, <laughs> it was the Deadpool guys, right? Yep. Okay. The dead uh, for the audience. The Deadpool guys were attached to reboot Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, and then they quietly just like never. About mind. A, apparently, about a month ago, they left the project. Damn. I didn't hear about. I this. didn't. We didn't talk about it. Yeah. Wow. And apparently, like, was dead in the water. And <laughs> then yeah, puns. And then this Me guy. Booty. Came in. <laughs> 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 oh my god. And then this guy. This guy comes in now. It's got another. Man, shot. that's super interesting because uh, that guy went from doing like his own like really intense HBO like drama yeah. to Pirates of the Caribbean, and I'm like. Either the money's really good, or he has a really cool take. Yeah. And I hope they go with a cool take. Yeah. Because, like, here. man, that franchise is dead to me right now. Yes, it is. Ooh, Ooh boy. Only if, you can, if you can do another one without Johnny Depp. Get him out of there. Yeah. I love that world way more than him. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he was great in the first three movies. First four. I think he's good in yeah, four. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him yeah, four. Yeah, I'll give him four. But, God. Excuse a me. Lot of, a lot of five is the writing of him. Yeah. Because it's kind of like it's kind of like if someone told you, what Pirates of the Caribbean was, and then you told a friend, and then that friend wrote. It was a game of telephone. A, a, yeah. It was a game of Pirates telephone. Of Pi- it's Pirates of the Caribbean telephone, essentially. Yeah. All right. Um, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Going to have a sequel. Finally. For, for They've reals? been talking about this a lo- for a long time. Seriously, yeah. I feel like every year around Halloween, I see this dumb clickbait article of is, uh, Hocus Pocus sequel confirmed. It's is like, Tina are you Faye sure? involved in this one? No. <laughs> that was a good rumor. Um, no, so she, uh, she, Jesus. Um, yeah, they've been trying to do this project for a while. There is actually a book sequel mm-hmm. to Hocus uh-huh. Pocus um, that my girlfriend's reading right now. She says it's real bad. Aww. Um, uh, she watched the movie before it, too, and then read the sequel book. Um, uh, the series is in development at, at Disney. The movie sequel movie. is uh, in development at Disney+. Plus. Makes okay. sense. Makes sense. Um, especially when I found out that apparently Hocus Pocus was a massive flop for Disney. Oh, yeah. Man, talk about gaining a cult following. Yeah. It yeah. made $38 million on a $25 million budget. Damn, that movie's that expensive? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I just watched that movie last night. Yeah. That movie's good, but I don't see $25 million there. Uh, <laughs> it all went to Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Sex in the City. Uh, Workaholics writer and co-producer Jen D'Angelo okay. will be writing the script. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, okay. Um, right. So far, no one is coming back, but Disney has tasked the writer 
on trying to find a way to bring them all back. <laughs> He's just like, here's the phone book. Call everyone that was in that movie. <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, so basically, it looks like Disney is very keen on having the original, uh, the entire original cast. Bet Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, the other one. The, uh, oh, no. she's always the other one, no, isn't she? No, no, I. Uh, you got it. Not off the top of my damn Sorry, head. third sister. She's the voice of Peggy in uh, in King of the Hill too, and I can't believe I forgot her name. Oh, is she? No, she, I feel bad. I'm pretty I like sure that show. She, yeah, she, I wouldn't know. What? What are they? The what sisters? The uh, Sanderson, Sanderson sisters. Sanderson sisters. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, hey, cool. I'm I'm I this is like one of the movies like everyone wants a sequel to. Yeah. Uh I would totally especially They're on Disney Plus. It's perfect for, it. for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah, it makes sense on Disney Plus. It's a, it's a very fun cute uh Halloween movie. Yeah. Um Kathy Najimi. Uh, I would not have got nope. that. Sorry, Kathy. Well, uh Patty Jenkins is seems to be very uh eager for her movie to be released. That movie was supposed to come out. Yeah. Oh, it's done. Yikes. They just have it. Because they 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 asked Just to push the CGI. They asked to push it back because they thought they needed the time. Apparently, they didn't. However, Patty Jenkins is very uh, what's the word? Um, impatient. Exactly. Impatient yeah. for her movie to be released. So she dropped another nugget today. Oh my God! What a nugget it was. You're this right. This week, what did she do? So here's what she did. Uh, all she did was post a picture of the character Maxwell Lord from uh, the comics. Hello, Max. Uh, as like hello, Max. Pedro Pascal, who is cast in the movie as an untitled role. Decided to well, not decided to retweeted it, was, it. Retweeted it, yeah. saying like "Hi there" or something like that. So now we know Pedro Pascal is Maxwell Lord, confirming that Pedro Pascal is Maxwell Lord. Maxwell okay. Lord started as a good guy and then he became a bad guy. And Ben, do you know what happens to Maxwell Lord in the comics? Remind me. Wonder Woman snaps his neck. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, she murders that man. <laughs> and it's it's a really powerful moment for her as a character. Yeah. Uh, so that's like it's like the one thing everyone remembers about Maxwell Lord unfortunately yeah. but like he has a pretty he cool because he started as a, as a hero yeah he has a pretty cool history so I wonder if it's, we're gonna go that route and also yeah. we know Cheetah's still in this movie mm-hmm. Cheetah right not yeah. Tigra Cheetah I always get those two mixed up yeah, um, yeah Kristen Wiig is Cheetah yeah, um, right? yeah. yeah so like I'm excited for this movie Possible, possibly Dr. Fate we don't know <gasps> possibly come out Possibly, there's been there was a rumor a while ago that he, that there was gonna be magic in the series. Just the wait movie. for Patty Jenkins to tweet something. Yeah, right. like yeah. an onk. <laughs> gonna be the the helmet. The it's the helmet. helmet yeah. yeah, the uh, helmet of uh, Naboo. No, thank you, uh, Naboo. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that's Nobu. No, that's for later. Um, let's yeah, I, real quickly. Yeah, I really like Doctor Fate, so I'm really looking forward to him yeah, being in a, in, a fil- in, uh, a, in a film. I don't know. I'm gonna care about the Turnerverse, Michael Turner animated movies. Who? Who? Michael Turner. Who? Do you not know who this person is? I don't... Uh, should I? Did you ever read Identity Crisis? Oh! He's the cover artist for Identity Crisis. Oh. Infinite Crisis. Okay. Not Identity He's Crisis. a cover artist? No, he, he was actually a very very prominent creator. He wrote, this, he wrote the series Fathom and Aspen uh, at Aspen Comics. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, Soulfire. Um, he... Not as bad as... Oh, he just... Uh, 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 artist? Scott. Scott Campbell. Scott. Oh, J. Scott Campbell. J. Scott Campbell. Jaws a uh, woman uh, with no organs. Yeah. Yes. It, he draws them kind of in that sexy. In that Super sexy. curvy. Well, Not, that's Aspen style. Yeah. It's Aspen style because it's Michael Turner style. Yeah. Uh. Michael Turner. So here's the thing. All basically what all all Aspen puts out are Michael Turner books. Michael Turner was a prominent creator at Image, and he did a lot of stuff bouncing around. He died at the age of fifty. Mm. Oh. Okay. Um. So he I died very prematurely in 2003 or something like that. Um, and whenever you see a Michael Turner cover variant, it's unused art that they are putting on new books. That's cool. Huh. Yeah. Um, because obviously he's dead. Yeah. Oh, neat. So, th- yeah, whenever you see it's Michael Turner art, 
it's he's it's old art. He's he's been dead for years. Wow. Um, but they're making animated movies based off a couple of his comics. That's cool. That's neat. Um, uh, those that type of style of art isn't for me. Yeah. I like regular looking people. Um, sorry. Yeah, I think that's it. Some trailers now. Lots some, of trailers, baby. Some trailers. Yeah, only one, Th- right? There could have been a lot more. We're, it's only one, right? Claws, Klaus. Klaus. I, I don't know. I feel like another trailer that was pretty big dropped last Monday. Well, we're gonna end on the biggest news of this week because Dracula. we started on the biggest news of last week. Dracula. Um. All right. So let's start with here, Lady and the Tramp. Oh, this one looks Every cute. New trailer for Disney. Yeah, Plus. it looks like a. Uh, I my memory of Lady and the Tramp is is non-existent except for Same. shoving the meatball. And, and I was like, uh, oh, that makes sense. I recognize the spaghetti scene, of course. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, meatball. Yeah, that is the spaghetti. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing that everyone freaking knows. Is that what you do at night? Shove that meatball? Only on the weekends. Oh, yes. Oh my. Yeah, it's it's an IKEA meatball. It's really small. So, oh god. So yeah, it looks pretty good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It looks cute. The dogs look cute. I'll tell you what. Like, if this were a huge theatrical movie, I'd probably be less excited but like yeah. this is like the perfect level of like it's it's almost almost like a netflix movie and i don't mean that disparagingly yeah. but like it's a movie i could watch at home yeah it yeah. looks it looks charming looks like a charming film. yeah the dogs are adorable the best part is a movie you could watch at home with your dogs heck yeah and pet yeah. your dogs while you're watching a movie about dogs claws or klaus yes. uh, is a new animated movie from netflix it the the this the art style reminded me i couldn't think of anything except for like like a pixar short like the, yeah. I, I couldn't think of like a different movie that had this type of style. It's a really unique, good-looking style. Yeah, uh, it looks really pretty. It does look really pretty. Yeah. It, it's not based off the comic book that I love so dearly. No, no. it's not nearly as. Even it would have been awesome if it was. Gory. Even uh, even though if it has the same name. Yeah. J.K. Simmons as Santa. I thought I recognized <gasps> oh, the voice. Yeah, that's, yeah. He's a good voice for Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah. It, this got me like, it's like a re. It, to me, this movie feels like a remake of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sorta. Is he though? Is he coming to town? I don't know. It feels like a remake of it a little bit. I haven't seen that. Or movie. a modernization. I don't know. They proudly say from the studio that brought you uh, Christmas Chronicles, which is Kurt Douglas's Christmas movie. Who? Kurt Russell. Wasn't it Kurt there Russell? There you go. Kurt Douglas is like 99. <laughs> I've watched Kurt Douglas as a <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> I am Santa Claus. <laughs> Look, I can't. am Spartacus. Yeah. Hey, he's, still, he's still alive. He's like 102. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he still alive? Yeah. Bless his heart. Yeah, I know. He came to my school when I was in elementary school, and he gave us money to build a uh, a part like what's it called like a, a playground a playground. Yeah, and I got a picture with him. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Kirk Douglas. I am Spartacus. Michael Douglas is Faja. Please be alive. He's still alive. Heck yeah! Good job, Kirk. Wait, wait. Yeah, he's still alive. Good job, Kirk. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> he is a hundred and two this year. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. He is Spartacus, man. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't like super in love with the trailer. I think it looks really nice. Looks cute. It, it, it does look. Cute. Na- you know, if I have nothing else to watch, I might give it a watch. But other than that, I'm like, Christmas yeah. is coming up. It looks like a Christmas movie. I'll yeah. watch it. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I saw Christmas stuff at Target. And I was not happy. It's about my it. favorite time of the year when no. Christmas starts to invade Halloween. No, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Stay in your freaking lane, Stay Christmas. It. Yeah, give us one day. Wait until November first, at least. <laughs> no, wait until November twenty, the day after Thanksgiving. Nah, wait until nah, then. F Thanksgiving. No, no, I. I don't. Uh, pick. I hate Thanksgiving. I just eat. I just eat old, as much food as I normally do. The only, only time, the only place that can get away with doing Christmas before my birthday and before Thanksgiving is Disneyland. That's because they have a crap ton of stuff they have to put up for decorations. That's the only place, the only exception to the rule. Everyone else, malls, shopping places, everywhere else, put your Christmas shit away and keep it hidden until the day after Thanksgiving. Then put it That's up. That's Ben's rant. Take that, capitalism. Take that. This is my rant, and I am sticking to my guns. If you don't like it, too effing You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> That's a, that wasn't even a good Peter <laughs> impression. Sorry. It got me. 
All right, Moons of Madness is a video game. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. That looks pretty cool. Uh, our friend Chris Swindle is a mm-hmm. voice actor in it. Hell yeah, baby. This looks so super spooky. Ben, you've been playing a lot of uh, first-person spooky games recently. How's that going for you? Yeah, you rat bastard. It's going well, right? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. This game looks real spooky. Yeah, far for you because you're not the one getting scared by your own damn shadow. That's uh, Cthul- <laughs> true. <laughs> Cthulhu-esque. Uh, yeah, 100%. Moon, it's, yeah. It's, it's moons. It's, what's it called again? Moons, moons, moons of are Madness. Moons of Madness is like Mountains of Madness. Yeah, yeah. it's H.P. Lovecraft. Um, anything with crazy tentacle monsters, I'm all about. Yeah. I'm into it. Oh, I don't know if I want to know that. Hey, oh. I've seen enough hentai. Safe search off. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen enough hentai to know where this is going. Oh, I can't wait till we play Soma, Ben. <laughs> oh, hell no. yeah. This gave me a lot of Soma vibes, but uh, in space, so I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, it was like it took place on Mars, too, so it's like Doom without the guns. Exactly. Good luck. Yeah. Um, Daybreak had a trailer. This is a series that is already out. Mm-hmm. But we, it uh-huh. came out last week, and we don't. We didn't it's Teenage it. Mad Max, and I want to love this more. Yeah. But just like the writing is very, like it looks very hit or miss. Yeah, it just seems like very uh, like kids wrote it. And like, yeah. like the part that was funny was when the kid was trying to chop off the hand with a sword, and yeah, his funny. sword was stuck in the hand. Yes. I'm like, okay. That is funny. And then the rest of stuff is like, okay, it's kind of like This uh, is a series. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a bit of the beginning of Pacific Rib Uprising where- Get it on till I die. Where um, John Boyega's character Woo! has is pretty much just squatting in a mansion and has all his free stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he gets called to do something greater. I do like that all the adults get turned into zombies, basically, so it's a bunch yeah. of young people. That is kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Um, uh, Perhaps I just, the trailer just couldn't convey how good the show is. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the show's out, and I haven't heard a lot about it, which is probably not a good sign. Yeah. But uh, I, if it's good enough, I could check it out. With so much content these days, you know. It's impossible. Yeah. So much stuff to watch. Uh, Dracula is the new BBC miniseries from Stephen Moffat and... Um, oh, oh. What's the guy's name? What's the other guy's name? Oh, God. Mycroft Holmes from Sherlock. Oh, uh, oh, Mark Gatiss. Uh, Mark Gatiss. <laughs> I was like, Marcus? Yeah. Um, Mark Gatiss. I was about to say, you don't like Stephen Moffat. Why'd you say his name? Well, because well, it's not poison to me. He's not writing Doctor Who anymore. I don't have a problem with him. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, hit or miss, you know, uh, uh, Moffat or whatever. But like, Sherlock, I like that first season of Sherlock. I like the first season too. Uh, and his Doctor Who stuff is uh, hit or miss. A lot of his Doctor Who episodes from before he re- he was showrunner. Before he was showrunner, are pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he almost got like like Jeff Loeb. Like you start great a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there he did a he did a miniseries called Jekyll. Yep. Uh, which is a Jekyll and Hyde miniseries. I like that a lot. I mm-hmm. think that book that that show is really. cool I got kind of almost like the same vibes a little bit. <laughs> Me too. And that makes sense because it's it's like it's all the same yeah. creative team. Uh, His parts of uh, the Adventures of Tintin, Secrets of the Unicorn oh. are really cool. Did he direct it? He that? wrote it. Oh shit. He Good wrote job, that man. with Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish. Oh, okay, wow. so it's not just him. All right. But Good. he he wrote. Good job though. But you can tell which parts he wrote. Yeah. Because if you know his style. Um, but yeah, like the this was a very very short teaser, but it showed a lot of grotesque imagery and like some cool like 19th century spooky shit. I'm glad they didn't go a modern route. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, Give me old school Dracula, please. It yeah. looks like really rad. Oh, yeah, like you said, old school Dracula. I want to see more. Uh, I really like genre anything, but I also really like it when it's in the past. Like you should watch Penny Dreadful. I know. I really want to. Hell yeah, baby. Um. Yeah. The mon- the some clip. Uh, clips of the monsters that we saw looked really cool. Yeah, Dracula himself looks eerie. I like, like how he, they he looks. Teeth. He looks classic. Um, um, Bella Lugos or Bella Lugosi. Thank you, Bella Lugosi. Kind of like that, but have also. have you seen the '90s Bram Stoker's Dracula? I have. Okay, yeah, with uh, good. with uh, Gary Oldman, right? Yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves is not good, <laughs> but Gary yeah. Oldman is. But he's entertaining to watch. Yeah, yeah. Gary Oldman's killer in that movie, man. Mm-hmm. Anthony 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 Hopkins Hopkins really good. Yeah, in that he movie was too. Van Helsing in that movie, yeah. right? Abraham Van Helsing. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Winona Ryder turned down the role of Godfather to be in that movie or something. Oh, that God- was a no, Godfather Three. 
So the le- the, oh, the, the not go. superior Godfather. Yeah. Oh. It was either that or or like a Tim really? Burton movie. Winona yeah. Ryder's in that movie. Yeah. It's, well, to be warned, to be too fair, it's been in Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's she's, been a long time yeah, since she's I saw Willem- it. She's Wilhelmina Harker. Yes. Oh. She's a Harker girl. Okay. Uh, I like Bram Stoker's Dracula movie a lot. I yeah. Think it's really it's good got movie. some crazy good aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it really does. Uh, Coppola is the director of that. Francis. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He loves Marvel movies. <laughs> Despicable was the word he used. <laughs> Despicable. <laughs> wow. All right, where were we? Dracula. Um, let's a- Antlers. This movie Yo. looks radical. We're yeah. saying the word rattle out. I just realized I'm stealing from you, Ben. Uh, <laughs> it's about time it. you guys stole yeah. something from me. This movie's right up my alley. A kid's feeding uh, like dead skunks and things to like a locked up antler monster. His dad. It could be his dad. Possibly yeah. his he said, dad. He says dad. I think yeah. in the first trailer, it's more overt that it's his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. I kind of want to see this movie. This looks great. Creepy. Great scary imagery. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the cops are. They see this kid, and this kid's trying to be quiet and recluse and recluse himself because, or and like. Um. Um. God damn it! I had the words. Did you? I did. Did, did Emma I did. have a flea problem when you? Nope. Not at all. Okay. We we're talking about my cat, who we're currently petting. Yeah. Yeah. She's up and about. I got. Now. I got a kitten from the same litter and uh, Oreo. You got fleas. It got fleas. Yeah. No fleas for me. So pretty. Hey, I'm anyway, sorry. No. Nah, <laughs> yeah. Cat okay. So in. yeah, but like, um, the cops see this. You know, this is kid who's very alone, a recluse, and they're like trying to talk to him. He's like, no, stay away, but mm-hmm. because he's trying to take care of Carry this monster, wrestle. like he's cutting up parts of animals. It's he's, a really well made trailer. It is very, sp- and uh, yeah. we get the, a very dark shot of the monster at the end. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, it looks real good. It does. Yeah. Like a low budget, good practical effects movie. Yeah. Um, let's go to a movie that I think looks better than I anticipated. Bloodshot. Yeah, uh, so I'm honestly just more excited for this movie being made in general because the Valiant Universe has been going on for uh, as long as yeah, since as long as Image has, and it's its own concrete extended universe, and all the characters are in the same universe. And it's a I picked up Valiant when it did its relaunch in like right around the New Fifty Two, and I bought a lot of those books and a lot, and it's a really cool universe. Uh, My cat is going nuts, you guys, and uh, so yeah, Bloodshot is a cybernetically enhanced guy. for those of you who don't know, the Valiant Universe consists of Bloodshot, Ninjack. Ninjack, yes, um, who has kind of been now retconned to be like Ninja K, and he's he's like he's the K in the alphabet of ninjas. Yeah. So that's like a new thing where it's like Ninja Jeff K. Jeff Lemire did a Bloodshot run, which I, yeah. I tried to read, but even he couldn't get me to care about the Valiant yeah. Universe. Um, there's like a bunch of crazy sci- like psyops people who have like telekinetic powers. Like it's a uh, Quantum and Armstrong, uh, excuse me, Quantum and Woody, yeah. Archer and Armstrong. There's like a lot of really cool characters, and for this to be the first attempt, it looks like a Groundhog Day Punisher type movie yeah uh and the effects look really cool vin diesel looks like he kind of cares which is nice he's and trying he's trying and i want him to succeed a little bit outside of uh fast and Furious. just a bit just a bit just a bit don't get too crazy give with me that, some more riddick. with that group money yeah make another riddick uh do it but then the style of the chronicles of riddick and not yes. pitch black uh but yeah i think this movie looks pretty fun guy pierce is in it i love him i like guy pierce a lot I, yeah i was surprised because i i don't care any any bit about the valiant universe of the characters bloodshot is definitely on the lowest totem pole for me so when they were talking about like Sony was trying to do a Valiant cinematic universe like Shadow Man's a really cool character yeah. that I, Shadow Man was my first Valiant comic that I bought uh, and that book is awesome so so Sony's been trying to get a Valiant cinematic universe off the ground uh, for a little while they there was a web st- show that and it wasn't related but yeah yeah uh, David uh, Michael Fr- David Michael Frank Power Rangers guy. Yes. He was Bloodshot. He was Bloodshot. Yeah. Uh, and they did like nin- Ninjack stuff. Um, like Exo uh, uh, Man of War, uh, Eternal yeah. Warrior. Uh, a lot of really cool characters that are kind of like, you know, based off other characters, of course. Yeah. That's what comics exactly. are. Yeah. Uh, but if this movie does well, it's, it looks low budget enough uh, where if it does well, it could have a cool universe on our hands. Yeah. Uh, even though the Sony could no longer produce any of the other movies in the universe because they moved production companies. Yeah, that's going to be... Weird. <sighs> I guess... 
I guess you don't need Bloodshot after all <laughs> in that universe. There, um, there's a lot of characters. I mean, the premise looks fine, but I do like how they keep changing the guy he... I think aesthetically, also, it looks really cool. Yeah, it yeah. does. Like, half of his face gets shot off, but the nanites are, like, putting it back Yeah, really good regeneration stuff. I like the, the effects there. Yeah. Question. Um, the Shadow, that's Dynamite, right? The Shadow is Dynamite. Yeah. 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 Um, He's the guy with the he two hangs pistols. out with the Phantom. He's the guy with the two pistols and the red bandana. And the big oh nose. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking he's of. The, okay. uh, he's one of the masked characters. He fights a descendant yeah. of Genghis Khan. The, the, pulp, the pulp heroes Old school pulp heroes. are called masks, and the uh, superheroes are called... Uh, capes. Capes. You got it. Fun stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, that's all the trailers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I Wasn't think there a new Star Trek trailer? Oh, there was a new Star Trek. Star Trek uh, Into Darkness Part 2. No. Khan is back. No. Damon Lindelof left. Wa- oh, oh. we forgot to talk about Watchmen, guys. Watchmen came out. Oh, Watchmen did come yeah. out. Yeah, Ben, real quick. Yeah, how good is Watchmen? It is fan friggin' tastic. Tell me why. Because it is very political. It is very in your face, and it is awesome. You guys did a fake nerd awesome. watch. We did. We did. Watch started. So uh, we recorded for almost two hours, talking about a one-hour show. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, "Wow, that seemed long." And Sparks was like, "Yeah, it was like uh, hour forty-five." And I'm like, "Holy shit, we had a lot to say." Yeah, because especially the way the show opens, it opens with a very real event, and the the way it goes into the rest of the show, it's like it. The whole show feels like it belongs to the Watchmen universe. That's the best part about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's totally. That's good. That's good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Happy to hear that. Like once it goes after outside of 1921 and into 2019, it's like you can tell this is the Watchmen universe after the book. I feel like Alan Moore, while still probably would hate it just on base regard, I think he can find some appreciation in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars Episode do, 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 do. 9, The Rise of Skywalker. This trailer is really great. This trailer is really great. I've, I've seen it a couple times now. I, um, I real will... quick before we get into the trailer, actually, uh-huh. a bit of news uh-huh. that I tied in with this. Um, they will be adding Kef Burr, which is the planet that Death Star 2 is on, the ocean moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming the ocean moon of Endor. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the, the ocean moon where the Death Star 2 crashed is going to be added to Star Tours. Oh, that's pretty neat. So they're going to add yeah. that to well, the Star Well, they've been Wars, doing right? that for all the movies, essentially. Yeah, but this they is the first. This is the first time we've heard about a Rise of Skywalker. One. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that is that is cool. They're going I'm to be adding it like the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi. Yeah, I'm at, I'm into it. Yeah. So Kef Burr is the planet that we see in this trailer. That the, the Death, Death Star Two is there, where the Death Star, the remains of the Death Star, are. That's pretty sweet. Wasn't it over? The forest moon of Endor? Yeah. How did it get onto the ocean moon of Endor? It, JJ, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> it blew up and it landed there. I don't know. Space is a wide place. I can go. Maybe there's more moons than we saw. Well, uh, yeah. Especially we don't actually know what Endor looks like. Yeah. Because we were only on We only moon. know about the forest moon, not the planet. Yeah. And also, Endor is the system. Endor. No, it's a planet. No, it's the planet. And it's the oh. planet. I play oh, yeah. Unless yeah, Unless yeah. Wikipedia lied to me. Unless every video Pro- game I've ever you know, played probably lied to not. me. Probably not. Uh, and I trust Wikipedia. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, this trailer looks really cool. The first time I watched it, I cried because of, of uh, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's always at the end. Yeah, that was. It's really cool sweet. that you know Mark Hamill says the force will be with you, and then she says always, and that really got to me because the trailer dropped on her birthday, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I was kind of really feeling it because I I was really sad when she died. We yeah. all were. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, but hearing that that always, I'm like, oh, oh, Carrie Fisher. Hearing, I just I love the action set pieces. I love um, Adam Driver. This com- movie also looks. Really good. Oh yeah, there's a I, lot of really cool. I shots love in this, the shot of Ad, of Ray on the parts of the Death Star, and then Adam Driver comes out of the waves. Did yeah. you see the lightsaber on him, soaking wet, just ready the, for a fight. So Star Wars Twitter is cool. Sorry, I should say Renlo Twitter. Twitter uh, oh, is Renlo. really into Ray, Raylo. 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 Sorry, thank you. Is really into um, 
Oh yeah, Renlo Renlo doesn't work at all. <laughs> um, uh, is it, everyone's like really into like Kylo Ren wet, and so, <laughs> oh, and someone God. was and someone was got him shirtless. <laughs> and so someone was like, uh, everyone over here is looking at Kylo Ren like he's like he's not some sort of wet seal, and when <laughs> when Finn and Poe are over here looking really fine, and I gotta tell you, it's true. Finn and Poe look really fine. Oscar yeah. Isaac is is yeah that's. He's a rugged, good-looking guy. Yeah, but oh, yeah. everyone on the cast is looking great. Yeah, Oscar like, C- C3PO has that uh, that has that line. I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to take one last look at my friends. I'm like, oh no, you died. There's, this also this trailer is also a lot more hopeful than the. It's the first time they actually use like the Star Wars trailer, like yeah. the like, da, 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 instead yeah. of like the sad the the, yeah. the, the, the awesome. force theme. That's yeah. what they've been using because the first trailer we see like C3PO with red menacing <laughs> eyes. We see we see dark ray at the end of that trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in this one we see the opposite of those. Moments. And then looking back, that's that j- trailer is kind of jarring. Where it just cuts to Ray with her lightsaber, and then it's over. Yeah, yeah. it's kind. I like this trailer's good. Yeah, this trailer this trailer I, this, I found to be really. Good. Um, it's like Endgame. We, Every everyone's yeah. there. We're listening. We hear Palpatine. We hear Luke. We hear um, Palpatine's Finn. throne room looks really cool because it's uh-huh. a Ralph McQuarrie design from Return of the Jedi. Also, the ice plant where the Death Star start or the Star Destroyers start rising up. Oh, it's, it's like, really like hey guys. Yeah. Yes. I think we're gonna see the unknown regions. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I l- also, yeah. I love that f- the shot of the Falcon just swooping in with that entire Resistance fleet behind it. The ghost is there, guys. Lots, lo- the ghost. I watched the video. There's way more than just the ghost. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff but from. The, but the ghost is really exciting because, like, could we be seeing Rebels? that's from Re- that's from Rebels? Isn't yeah, it? could we be seeing a character from Rebels in this movie? I doubt it. Hey. It's weird uh, things that I, happened. I'm just saying, like after Endgame, like the things I kind of wanted, like I, yeah. I oh, definitely, know. definitely. Um, I, I, you know, you got to look at the sh- so the shot of the star destroyers rising, rising, and the horseback and the horseback riding on top of them. One Space of my, horses. That's one of, honestly one of my favorite bits of, in yeah. the trailer. Um, that is clearly the Imperial fleet and not the First Order fleet. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the yeah. ones who went today to the outer reaches. Yeah. I am okay with. And they've they talked they've been a lot about in, in New Canon. They've been talking a lot about in New Canon how a how Palpatine sent a fleet to the unknown regions. That's what that is. And they yeah. never came back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a really. It's really exciting because that is something that was introduced in the aftermath novels. Uh huh. So that's cool, bringing that full circle. I know Palpatine's in this movie. Really wish he wasn't. I not I, not even that. I just I I didn't need to see him on a walking throne room. And mm-hmm. like, there's the one shot of like behind the back. Yeah, it's a small shot, and I, it's not revealing a lot. But I'm just like, I'd rather not see Palpatine yeah. alive in the trailer. It's it's just like a, it's a nerd nitpick thing of like, I want this full circle thing to be like in the movie. I don't yeah. want you to spoil it in. The, I in I the really trailer. hope the the Palpatine thing is good. I hope yeah. it's good and and not like they're like we've been building 40 years for this yeah. and i'm like uh don't I, that's what i'm worried about with jj it's like everything's gonna tie together in like a in a convoluted comic book way yeah. that's what i'm worried yeah. about like i don't I, we don't need to get into like speculation of like who ray is but like i don't want palpatine and ray to be connected like yeah. i all that stuff i don't want I, i'm also the opinion i don't think kylo ren should be redeemed i don't want him to no. either he killed his poppies but and now it's a little it could be absolutely misleading uh, but we do see him and Ray destroy an obsidian obelisk that has the Vader helmet yeah. on it. We don't know if they're fighting. We don't know if it's been in the middle of a fight or yeah. if it's them. Uh, I really do not want him redeemed. And if they do, I want him to, like, I guess go out like Darth Vader. Vader like, like Darth Vader. Don't have yeah. him become a good guy and yeah. live. Please. Because that's like, just let a villain be a villain. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so and good. Especially because Kylo Ren at the, end of, at the end of The Last Jedi became such an interesting villain. Yeah. I want to I want to explore that. I do too. I don't want him and I don't want Raylo. <laughs> yeah. Um, that. Kitty Emma, cats. Emma is trying to. She's like a that, cutie. I think that's it, guys. Anything more you want to add about Star Wars? Um, Looks real cool. It, 
I I'm hyped. We should I get some touch of Star Wars was my my first real love, like nerdy thing, and I got heavy into Star Wars. So like, uh, having like this quote unquote saga come to an end is 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 pretty pretty uh, emotional for me. Yeah, it, uh, it's really cool. I, I it's, it's weird because I feel like I, this is the second time this has happened to me where they said the saga will end. Like Endgame. Like well, no, like with the uh, um, Revenge of the Sith. Right? Yes, Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah. Because yeah. they said the saga will be complete, yes. meaning that we have one, two, three, four, five, six, and then that is it. That is no more Star Wars films to be made. It, but always that was weird because Lucas has been ta- was always talking about doing seven, eight, nine, and then ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, mm. like he never let up with that until Revenge of the Sith when he was like, "No, I'm done. No, yeah. I'm done now." Yeah, um, and now did we you g- see that horrible Collider video? May- which one? Collider put out a deep fake video of George Lucas saying how much he like commenting on the on the Skywalker trailer, and it's really mean and malicious and just kind of like, uh, "Oh, I'm so glad I didn't make this piece of shit." Like oh, shit, things like that. Collider put that out. Didn't say it was a deep fake. And it, so a lot of people took it as like, see, George Lucas hates Star Wars still. Like, like with the fake face it, thing? It, it looks, hey, deep fake looks pretty good these days. Um, it, it really does. So so like I like it looks off, but it doesn't look like it's a deep fake yeah. right away. So it, then it took, a, it took a day of outrage for Collider to be like, this is a fake thing. It's not even April Fool's Day. I know. And I was just like, guys. Don't why, be, don't be spreading they, like that. Why would they do that? Because they're haters. Because haters going to hate. Clicks because clicks, clicks. Oh, yeah. uh, and because of what we heard about Christian Harloff that I can't, oh, that I won't, gotcha, I won't say. gotcha, okay, that I won't necessarily say. Okay, slow okay. down, baby. Oh uh, yeah, uh, we also have to get ready for the fact that Star Wars isn't going to be a generational thing anymore. Yeah, after this, they're just going to be always around. It's just going to be movies. <laughs> yeah, and well, I mean, a lot of TV shows. Yeah, lots of TV shows. But this is this is the first time where I think Star Wars is going to take a break. Like, or, no, it's taking a break before. No, but I, I think I think this is going to be the first time that Star Wars will stop being Star Wars special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when a Star Wars movie comes out, it's an event, and then they're gone for years. Yeah. Yes. And now, but we're going to live with Star Wars films for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we're definitely, obviously, we're still going to get more Star Wars movies. They're just not going to be part of this overarching saga yeah. anymore. And that's why, like, for me, uh, like, we just had Endgame happen, but, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is still going to continue. Yeah. Like, they're still going to talk about Iron Man. Yeah. But, like, this is the end of actually, of, like, f- over 40 years of, yeah. of yeah. continuity almost. 40 years, yeah. And whatever happens next will not be as It'll special. Be new. And it won't be a, a nearly as special as what's going on now. Yes. Because, uh, like, the only way that Star Wars could continue to be as special as it is is uh, if in 15, 20 years they make Rogue 10, 11, two. 12. <laughs> ten, not like 10, 11, 12. Like yeah. keep it a generational thing, but we're no longer going to have it as a generational and thing. And you know, Disney loves money and like people love nostalgia. What? So like I definitely can see in like, yeah, in like 15 years we'll make another, we'll make episode 10. I could yeah. definitely see that happening. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, but it wouldn't, I don't think it would be as special because I don't think they'll stop making Star Wars films. In in between that timeline, in between the time yeah. span. I mean, we know we're getting, like I said, like we're getting a couple more from different yeah. bunch of different people, and then all the TV shows. So, uh, yeah, like it is kind of like the end of an era. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, as long as they're good, hey. Yeah. Well, what can you hope for? This is what we live in now, and honestly, I'd rather live in a world with Star Wars than no Star Wars. I agree. Yeah. All right. Shall we get? Shall we? So we get into our topic now, right? It's a book club. Get into our book club, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Thick Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Uh, could you be a little bit more specific? Um, anything readable? All right, then time now for our book club. Ben, yes? take it away. I most certainly will. So the book that I picked for this week's book club is none other than Death Vigil Volume 1 by one of our favorite artists, 
writers, Stepan Sedgik. By Harleen, out now. Yeah, yeah, Harleen, apparently I heard is great, even though I haven't bought it yet because I'm poor. But yeah, Volume 1, Death Vigil. And so Brandon did talk about this. We talked about this on a show beforehand, but this was back when on the book club segment where we just picked a book and the rest of us didn't read it. Yes. So now the dark days. Yeah. <laughs> back in the dark, then the long, long ago. Dang, we thought we this was one of your original book clubs. Mm-hmm. Don't remember mm-hmm. that at all. Yeah. So we all reread it, and this book is great. And I cannot believe how awesome this book is. I always loved um, Cedric's art. I always loved the way he um, wrote stories. I fell in love with Stunstone because of Death Vigil. Sunstone. Yep. Stunstone is the book's so good. It's. I, I it's said a, Sunstone. You said Stunstone. There was a T. Damn it! I meant. Sunstone. All right. You were stunned by how good it was. Yeah. You sound, you sound like a uh, llamas with hats. <laughs> there was Carl, a T. Carl, that kills people. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> that explains so, all the screaming. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sound of forgiveness. Screaming, then silence. Anyway. And anyway, yes, Death, so Vigil, Death Vigil is one of my favorites. It's the first uh, step on Cedric book I picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up in single issues in the first seven of which I have signed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Was the first issue oversized? No. No? It felt long. They're all... They're all They're pretty, all pretty big issues. Oh, okay, because like I definitely felt like not that I felt the length, but I was like, this seems like longer than twenty co- uh, issues yeah. or twenty pages. I felt the same, and I thought the uh, it's eight issues long mm-hmm. uh, because he uh, he had some issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know he had some uh, long publishing issues. A lot of his books don't sell as well as they really should. honestly should. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was never able to make a, a second volume of this, even though he wanted to. Um, and I'm, uh, so a follower of ours talked about how much th- he liked this book and, and wanted to see a sequel uh, and asked if there was a sequel and I pointed him to, his, to Stepan Sedgwick's Patreon page mm-hmm. where he is hoping to develop the sequel to this and Switch and Ravine maybe if he could get Ron Mars on board I think yeah because at the um, end of the because obviously at the end of um, Death of Volume 1 there's a bunch of other Top Cow books yeah. which all of them are drawn by Stefan Sedgwick and he's Ravine, a huge Top Cow guy and um, Ravine is one I actually kind of want to pick up yeah real quick uh, I will link that that Patreon below. Okay. So anybody who wants to support Good. him, yeah, I also follow him on Twitter, and he's been posting a lot of stuff from Death Vigil Volume Two, yeah. which makes me happy because there's a picture of Samuel there where his arms are covered in chains and has like a skull plate armor on his shoulders, and he looks freaking sweet. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? What do you think? I like this one? book a lot. The art does a lot for me. I will be 100 yeah. percent honest. I think his writing at times is kind of amateurish. Uh, um, I, I but his art disagree. is is like the Cthulhu stuff in this book is like my favorite shit. Like honestly, like I've ever seen in a comic. Yeah. Like it, like it specifically like I think his name is the Abyss. Like he's a giant like yeah, the evil Abyss, dragon yeah. who has a person as a tongue. Yeah, and like all the imagery is the reason I kept reading this book. Um, I think the character works really strong. I think. Uh, I'm being critical because I really like this book, but I got to be critical because it's a comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he has a Joss Whedon approach where a lot of the characters kind of sound kind of samey, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of jokey, so, except for a few. Yeah, I want to I want to add on to what you're saying because I I do agree. Um, he gets better. Yeah, and this is I this was like a five year old comic, so yeah, yeah I've definitely read he, stuff recently. He is constantly improving mm-hmm. on everything he does. Um, but this was a, an old an older comic, and even five years ago, like you could tell how how much like reading Harleen, it's very different. Yeah. Um. However, you are absolutely correct because a lot of the times the the so the character he has an over reliance on characters who do um 
video uh, video games on the computer. Yes, MMORPGs. That's because he is a he is a he does the same. He plays. I'm a cool lot. with that one character referencing jokes, but like multiple characters do it. And multiple I'm like, people do it. I can't. I like. I know you all look different, but sometimes I can't tell who is who when you guys. Yeah, talk. I, mean, he's, I love he's also. He's I love also, it when James, the the RPG player, he says DPS, and then the Vikings catch up. Oh yeah, up. James, yeah. you're zombies. Yeah, you're like, my you yeah. you broke my Vikings. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right because he. So he. He's not autistic, obviously. Yeah. Um, but he has social awkwardness, I, I guess, whatever the low end of that would yeah, be. Yeah. Um, and it comes off in his writing a lot. Like, characters who aren't supposed to be, like, socially awkward come off that way. Yeah. Because that's just the way he is. Um, I wonder what Stepan, like, both Stepan's art and his writing improve as he goes on. And I wonder, like, five, ten years from now, like, how good could he get? I mean, I, I I could already tell like uh like when he was doing Aquaman and some of like the the Dark Knights yeah. uh, tie-in books, his art is is has always been incredible and it's only gotten better. Yeah. Uh, so I can't say his writing on, on Harleen. Yeah, I haven't read Harleen, but like I know it's being really well praised. So yeah. it's good that he's become a better writer. Um, and again, the, it's not like it's it's ever bad. No. Uh, uh, but the art is absolutely what carried me through this book. Um, and there are some really good character stuff that I really like. Um, yeah. I love like the Be- stuff Beowulf. Yeah, a wolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wolf. It took me a little yeah. bit to figure that out. Once yeah. I got to the last part and we meet Wolf and he says his name is Beowulf, I'm like, oh, it, um, oh you did. Um, Mia is it Mia? Yes, yeah. Mia. And and, and James her, and like the, the dad who has multiple names. Oh, uh, Alistair. Alistair, and he he goes by the or uh, Heinrich. Heinrich. Yeah, though I'm really into those guys because like that dude's like a necromancer and his daughter is like the most powerful demon on earth. But she's they're a pri- yeah, she's a primordial. But she's totally chilling. Yeah. Uh, like like uh, uh, and there's a there's backstory like she wasn't always like this and she, uh, she's changed over the years and things like that. Yeah. Um. Her and James are the like the best of friends. Maria's girl, Maria's girl, who turns out to be a primordial. Yes, uh, Alicia. Alicia, thank you. Um, when she looks at Bernie and you see kind of her face like vibrating. All that stuff oh. is so good. Like, like you see eyes behind it. It's such cool imagery, and I like that yeah, a lot. All, the abyss, all by the way, I'm with you. The abyss is one of my favorite images in this book. Seriously, like mm-hmm. all like all the demonic and like Cthulhu drawings. It's like he draws like what I want those creatures to look yeah. like. like. And and he and he draws such beautiful people. He excels at that sort yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like all those necromancers, all like those humans that are like deformed with the necrotic energies of, or the ne- necrotic monster properties. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is harrowing this is terrifying why there's the uh uh, uh there's the uh the japanese girl and the croatian guy yeah, yeah. Who they they merge their powers to shoot through things and see through things yeah that is such an awesome idea that i've never mm-hmm. seen like in an x-men comic yeah so it's like those ideas are so cool but then the um, raven who can transform into a dinosaur can, that's probably the coolest character in this book yeah, I, yeah. it's like like an el- it's like an elder god raven that turns into a t-rex <laughs> i freaking love um hugging Ber- yeah. well and also bernadette the Reaper. Yeah. yeah. I love her She's so great. much. I like the characterization of the Reaper a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I really like the the premise. And like this could have been just like a generic Grim Reaper premise, but yeah. it's so much cooler than that. It's like mm-hmm. they're like a little society that protects the world. Yeah. Uh, and all of his facial facial expressions are really, really nice. Another thing he excels at. Yeah, like uh, again, I just it's just one thing it's, that I wish the writing was better. Because yeah. like his facial his facial stuff is like next it's like Phil Noto good. Yeah. He a lot of the stuff that he does, uh his I always say his characters are have always been really good. He mm-hmm clearly has an idea of like making people feel real making people feel like and they're consistent. real people and consistent yeah. uh-huh. and a lot of that comes through his art mm-hmm. because he's, his art is so good at expressing real emotions real um uh what's the word real real just thing like things like they're, they're very expressive yeah but they feel they don't feel over exaggerated they feel no, real no yeah yeah so it's like uh uh Assad Ribic is a beautiful yeah. artist, but sometimes he has like these like 
O faces yeah. where when people are screaming they just look like oh and it, like, it looks really bad yeah. and like Stepan never has that problem at all oh yeah there's the abyss I just pulled up an image of the abyss yeah he is um, he is rad um, Gallows is that the character name like yeah. the, the old guy who's working with them I yeah. thought he was pretty radical and mean uh, like a lot again like some of the character stuff I really like but then it, like when there's a lot of dialogue it just all sounds the same like yeah. almost like Bendis does sometimes yeah. uh, and that's my really my only complaint and again this is an older comic so he's gotten better uh, but man that art is truly stellar yeah. it's like also, it's such a shame he's not more popular yeah it, it, it is a huge shame that he's not more popular I often lament that there but, are worse artists who are way more popular yeah. I'm like how, how why isn't he marketed more I don't get yeah. it and it's poss- possibly because he does tend to stick with Top Cow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man, he was doing Dark Knight Metal books, though. Yeah. I bought a Suicide Squad book for him. And, he, like, he sells. Because he did that, uh, he got Aquaman and then Harleen. Sexy Aquaman. Yeah, well, Aggressively uh, sexy yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, luckily, I, uh, it was at a, we were at a comic book store on CityWalk where I saw the hardcover deluxe edition of Underworld, his book with Dan Abbott. Yeah. yeah. The one time... The, which is Aquaman Rebirth Volume Four, but he only did that one arc, or he only drew. And for it that operates one arc. as a standalone arc. Yeah. Which, thank God, because that art is freaking amazing, and that's the only reason why I bought it there's because so of many, his art. There's, I mean, yeah, like I'll always lament the fact that his art isn't, it, like he's not more popular than he really is. Uh, I think in the later issue, the final form of Bernie, a uh, Bernie Bernadette. Oh yeah. yeah, she's super spooky. Is real cool. Oh yeah, I think that I think that that's real cool. Yeah, she's I, really cool. I also really like the lore that he builds. Yeah, like, the story is is really solid, and and the whole thing with uh, the death vigil mm-hmm. and its past, and you see uh, the earliest death vigil when we get to Alistair's uh, Alistair's flashback, and it has Beowulf, and it has. Uh, What's the old lady's name? Grace. Grace. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you think she could be? Could she be a prominent uh, probably who figure knows? From back then? Uh, maybe yeah, that was a yeah. for, for part two. Yeah. Also, what's going on with Clara? Clara. So apparently, that's the one thing I love that, or I hated, and now I um, love about how he's finally coming out with volume two. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because at the end of the first of the, this first arc, there's this huge like that she has the dreamer sigil on her back. Um, Clara. Yeah, and does. we don't, and we don't know. There's also a hint that he that she is also a primordial. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she's there's like, there's one guy who's like, no, I serve faithfully to her. Yeah. So what else, what could she be? Yeah, she's she's now part of the vigil, but also she's part necromancer slash primordial. But nobody knows. Yeah, no one no one knows. Yeah. All all the people who do know, like Beowulf died, like Beowulf died. Um, that one lord died. Yeah. No one has seen her. Like she keeps scratching her back. And every and there are times where Sam's looking over at Claire's like, "Is she back again?" She's like, "Yeah," because she's using her Veil Ripper, the Starlock, to scratch to scratch her back. The Veil Ripper is so cool. Yeah, her yeah, like, all of the like the the what do they call Veil Ripper? Veil Ripper. Yeah, the all of those Ripper. weapons are super radical. Yeah, and yeah. they all represent something from their lives. Mm-hmm. It was really important. I really like Maria, the girl who's trying to orchestrate like this plan to get the scythe, but like maybe to backstab everyone and just become super powerful herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like that character aspect and I really like at the end when if like she wasn't played by a primordial, it could have happened. Yes. And, and like all the hair change, like all the, like Bernadette's hair changes back to like her natural yeah. color uh-huh. and, 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 and Maria Maria's gets hair, it. And Maria's hair changes. Yeah. I really like all that stuff. Uh, I definitely enjoy the book more and more as I read along. And then the end, I really, really like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the action is super clear and super focused. Like um, Marlene finally gets to that picture of Bernadette with, uh, uh she's got a cool mask where she can't, where, because all the time Looks she's a trying bit to like Katana. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Well, because every time uh, Marlene's trying to get a picture of her when she's the Reaper, it doesn't show. Mm-hmm. Her yeah. picture is like all blurred out. So now finally she's like 
kind of sort of human. And She's like, a, finally, I could get a human. Is it Clara who uses a, one of her portals to take the picture? Yeah, take the picture. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Is it Maria's hand that's reaching out from the end of the book? That's like the cliffhanger? It is. is. That's okay. the cliffhanger. Yeah, so we because have Maria. You see, you see the muscles from the hand that, that was ripped off. That's right. Yeah, like there, um, Sedgwick has been posting some death. Uh, Death Vigil Volume Two stuff, and we do see Maria with her full, with her arms back, yeah. full tattooed in a uh, necromancing sigils. We see, uh, we see uh, Gallows back, and we have this cute scene with Bernadette and Samuel who have a thing for each other, and I love it. When Bernadette is in her spooky mode, she has the face of a Titan from Attack on Titans. Oh, does she? She uh, has like crate, like her mouth, like and her eyes are kind of like I'm like, this is a good yeah. look. It's a scary That's look. Cool. Yeah. The reveal that um, the little girl was actually a primordial was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where there was no little girl and the primordial just... Yeah, the guy's like, haven't you figured it out yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really, uh, even though I found it a, almost a little cliche, I really liked the beginning with Clara getting killed by her boyfriend. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I thought definitely it was like a twist. I'm like, oh, okay, this book's not like, I like doing that, something. That they're, I like the, the visions of their family that they see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, like in the imagery of like all the eye teeth. Yeah, like, yeah. Lana, oh, yeah, yeah. like when Lana, um, or is it Lana or Lara? Lara. The girl who they, or... Who um, Clara saves by touching her uh, Ooh, mind? Laura, I think. Laura, yeah, that what that one girl who she saves with that by not like zombifying her, who might be her girlfriend in the next volume. I, I'm okay with that. I don't care. She blushes. She does. But uh, what was I gonna say? But yeah, when she's seeing her mom, her mom is like transforming into like this primordial tentacle monster, and she's like, "No, it's me." And she's like, "No, that's not you. You're a monster. How? What's going on here?" She rides a T Rex. Clara, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, man, that yes. that. Oh yeah, the cool. full reveal of Mia as the primordial. That's oh, some cool that's shit. A really cool. Oh, image. Yeah, Mia's hugging r- hugging the the hates Edgar Allan Poe quotes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's cool. heard it for centuries. Quote the Raven. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, again like I I think the art. It's such a shame because like the art is like top. It's like top tier. Yeah. And I just wish the writing was there to match it because like if it was like man I, this book would be a gangbuster. Yeah. And it's really too bad that he just in general isn't more popular. And again after after Dark Knight's Metal like I really thought because like he's working after with DC Aquaman. a lot. Yeah. And after like, Justice League Odyssey. I wonder if like it's a thing where like, he doesn't because his art's so good. There's no way he's yeah. not getting he's not getting picked up right. And Harleen well Harleen isn't doing well either it's not like it's doing it's doing fine enough but it's like a, how, how much is it like seven eight bucks seven eight bucks yeah. that's yeah it's crazy it's, man it's difficult with that it's doing fine enough but the problem is uh stepan's stuff doesn't sell as well as it should he should be one of the most sought after artists yeah like ever he should be doing covers for every he's like yeah. again like phil noto he he does more covers than anyone i know yeah like he should be doing covers for dc left and right he should he should be doing he should be doing like all of dc's variant covers. i honestly i wonder if it's a like a timing thing like he's not fast enough maybe because like he does do a lot of his own stuff uh and he hasn't been given like a real solo series mm-hmm. i mean besides aquaman mm-hmm. yeah uh but i wonder if like He's not fast enough. It's too bad that he couldn't continue with Justice League Odyssey because I think that would have helped a lot. I yeah. mean, you can. Um, I'm okay with him not being that fast because you can tell he puts a lot of effort and work into all these all these panels. Yes, but it means he's not getting work and he's suffering for it. Yeah. That's what <laughs> but, I mean. But, he, but I don't know if that's true because he used to keep monthly schedules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was writing Witchblade for years. Well, writing well, and drawing. So he was drawing. Okay. He was drawing Witchblade for years. Okay, he was okay. Um, uh, with Ron Mars doing that. That's okay. how he got Ravine, uh, which was coming out monthly, and then that got canceled. Uh, a lot of his books just get canceled for low sales. They just don't justify the sales. I wonder if he just doesn't want to work more. 
Uh, I wonder not. if he gets asked and he's like, nah, I'm cool. That's why I'm happy he's doing the Patreon because I think that'll that'll help him get the money he needs to continue, like, you know, go forward with his ambitions because I think he's really ambitious. Oh, yeah. But he never, it, it doesn't it doesn't happen because his sales don't, don't justify it. And I just think he's so good and he deserves all the success. I would love gets. to see uh, especially more of, those, like, of like the demonic Cthulhu stuff in, yeah. in this book. I, I just love like the more. designs of his monsters. I'm interested Same. to see how much better the next book will be when it finally comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day he comes back to the States for a signing because I want to get that. He's going night. to New York Comic Con next year. Damn it. Yeah. I was bummed too. It's a big con. Come to the West Coast. I know it's far. He, he's come once. He came to Northridge. Yeah, he came to Northridge. Yeah. All came. the way from Croatia. Yep. That was cool. I still love when Harleen came out on a bunch of comic YouTubers who couldn't barely pronounce his name and he tweeted him yeah, laughing. Yeah. He's like, laughs in Croatian. Uh, and also, I bet it doesn't help Harleen that there's literally like two other black label Joker books out at the same came time. Came out at the same time. It, like, and there's a Year of the Villain, uh, yeah. John Carpenter Joker book. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot That's of Harleen. That's probably hurting him. Yeah. yeah. I, I, w- I wish Harleen was announced a lot earlier. Again, I wish it didn't come out exactly like a week after the Joker killer. Or, uh, uh, is Harley, Joker Harley. Joker Harley, yeah. yeah. Criminal Insanity. Yeah, um, Kitty. Uh, She's chilling. I just don't want her to to knock over your drink oh, and yeah. spill everywhere. Yeah, I really like this book. I do too. Uh, this is my first step on Cedric book, like I said, and I think it 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 still holds up, even though his writing is not as polished as it is now. Yeah, yeah. even I couldn't really. I don't know if it's because I'm reading this with nostalgia goggles or what, but I was reading this. I was having a blast the whole time. Oh, it's still uh, fun. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Oh yeah, the imagery was, in it, like Ryan said, is, is like amazing. A, a great comic. Uh, the point of a comic of sequential art is like you don't even need the words. You should still be able to tell a story. And he has storytelling masterfully done. It's just the actual writing part that's kind of kind of basic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to add, or should we call that a day? Stephon said just great. Support him. Read Death Please. Vigil. Read Harleen. Read all this his, stuff. Uh, his stuff is great. His uh, uh, link. His Patreon link is in the description. Heck cool. yeah. Do that. Do the thing. If you um, have money, do the thing. Support a gr- uh, an awesome person. Yep. Ryan, do you know what your book club is next week? Also support Linda. She's so be, we did take a week off. So uh, I would have been this week. Uh, so we will be out of Halloween season by the time my book club happens. But I'm not gonna not talk about spooky books, guys. That's not fair. So I'm gonna pick a selection of four issues uh, that I will let you know tomorrow because I don't have them all picked. One of them's about Wolverine becoming Lord of the Vampires, though. Okay. And one of them. I know that. What if? One of them's a real sad Iron Man story. Uh, so uh, get ready for some good spooks and sadness. I'm ready. We'll announce that on our. Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Zanga. Um, Zanga. That's a one that's of a them. Video, that's a, not a video game. <laughs> no, Zanga used to be a XANGA. It was like a live blog. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, all right. So next week we're going to be doing a review of Terminator Dark Fate. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. The first good Terminator that we were born alive to see. Oh, I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> Technically. Terminator 3 uh, has a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Nice. Uh, which honestly is a lot higher. Terminator Dark Fate is 63 Oh, but people say it's better than Terminator Three. Oh, so I propose. Who do I trust? <laughs> I propose two things to to this. One, it's what I've been always saying that uh, don't trust critics. Critics on critic uh, critics are more harsh than they used to be mm-hmm. because there's more of them, and a lot of them are coming from sites like We've Got This Covered, CBR, yeah. Bleeding Cool. Like back when Terminator Three came out, there was just the New York Times, yeah. Variety, Vulture, like all Roger the, Ebert. But now we have. Hundreds of sites. Moviepoopshoot.com. I'm sure that exists. Comic book movie. Co- Comicbook.com. Tweeting about Whoppers. <laughs> yeah. What? Top ten Whoppers of the year. Um, so yeah. So we. So so I think that that is a, a, a huge co- uh, a huge reason is because the amount of people who are allowed to review is criminal. <laughs> I bet if we tried hard enough, we could probably even get it on there. I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not a barrier for for uh, uh, quality anymore. I'll try to do it as an experiment. Yeah. Um, however, that said, uh, as I always say, uh, do what you want, but pick reviews, pick reviewers that y- you most closely align with, because if they like a movie, you are most likely to like a movie. Yeah. You're not. We're n- critics shouldn't be an all-encompassing thing. Yeah. Just find people you like. And yeah. also, art is subjective. Films are subjective. Everything is subjective. Except all Star Wars is bad, apparently. Well, obviously that's true. Have yeah. you been on the internet? Uh, my brain's going to explode. Um, and then the week after that, hopefully we'll do a Terminator retrospective of all whoop, whoop. of the first five movies. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I can't wait to watch. Ow, Emma! <laughs> <laughs> his cat scratch fever, baby. His cat the, just clawed his hand. <laughs> you don't remember the cat in Terminator? Uh, I can't wait to rewatch those movies again because I love those first two. Yeah, we're watching the first, the second, the first and second one so close together. Uh, the second one is a. I'll get into it more if we do the episode. But yeah. like the second one is such a reversal of, our, of all expectations. It's alien to aliens. Yeah, like it's truly like and the fact that sci-fi. they and the fact that they kept trying to chase that formula in every sequel might have been a mistake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. People going into T two not knowing that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a good guy yeah. must have been so cool to see. And I know in the oh. actual theaters. Oh my god. So many, so ow! There, oh. Now the Emma's got you. Ha-ha. Oh, she hasn't got me yet. Um, oh. <laughs> she, nope, she didn't get me. She, she didn't ran get me right at right at him after. Um, she didn't get me. Yeah, she. I uh, uh, I think it was a mistake to fall. Like losing James Cameron was a huge blow to that franchise. Uh, hopefully, this is he back. came back a l- every every time, just a little bit, just a little bit, just to put his name on there to make some bucks. I really just don't make Avatar sequels. Make this Terminator movie, dude. He's already shot like two of them, but like. He's, imagine, he's imagine if he was coming back to this Terminator movie, how much more hype people would be. How much better it would be, honestly. Yeah. Like I don't I'm not saying if it's good or bad, but like no never offense bet to, against Cameron. Yeah. No no offense against the guy directed Deadpool, but James yeah. Cameron is a le- is a legend. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason. Yeah. Um name a bad James Cameron movie. Name a bad one. No. Like a really, really bad he one. He hasn't made any. Yeah. Oh. Piranha two. No, that's fun. He didn't direct that, did he? Yeah. Oh no. That's like the first his first movie. I actually, I might be thinking of John Carpenter. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Right, He's whatever. made good movies. True Lies is great. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we have a pact to at least try to do that retrospective. Lots of Terminator talk, baby. Um, dun, 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 all right, dun, dun. bye. <laughs> 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 into the show like that. No, we have a YouTube page. Uh, Fake Nerds Watch is on that is on that page. They just released the Watchmen episode. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, it's summer and we're running out of ice. And guys, uh, lots of basement arcades went up. So many spookies, so oh. much Sonic, so little time. This, uh, this this past week, we got like four Blair Witches, two Sonic Manias, two specials, one of which I'm on with Alien yeah. Isolation. We have uh, one coming out in the next couple of days that's uh, that's pretty spooky. There's there's seven of them, and it's a little mm, evil. I know what you're, t- I know what you're going with. And hey. then we're going to go to the bottom of the ocean and later on after that. Uh, it's going to be a good old time. Yeah. So, guys, you don't want to miss out on our YouTube page. We've got a lot of content. Ben wasn't joking there. earlier when he said he literally got scared by his own shadow. Yeah, really? I was not kidding. I actually, that it actually happened. It was a terrific moment in sports. Um, <laughs> other things to look out for. I'm assuming probably more fake nerds watch for uh, Dark Crystal. Uh, yes, eventually. Uh, eventually. Yeah. We talked about it on, on the Watchmen thing, but uh, because that is a... It all came out at once. Yeah. It's harder to schedule that things, whereas Watchmen, it's kind of it's a lot Sweet easier thing. to keep on track. Yeah. Uh, and it's a shame because a lot of people seem to watch that Dark Crystal review. Yeah, <laughs> but it's popular. But it's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It, more Dark Crystal is coming. 
I mean, it like, is coming. But Watchmen, but then like Mandalorian starts in a couple weeks. Oh damn it! Can you believe that? A couple weeks. Yeah. And uh, our panel will probably go up. On, will go up on YouTube soon. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. More information as soon as we get that. Uh, the Hawkspox episode going up on YouTube? Probably not. No. Probably not. Uh, I thought about it. Uh, uh we're kind of past it. Yeah. <laughs> we're fully in the Dawn of X now. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really matter. We could just release it anyway. Yes. That's uh, a lot of more editing I'd have to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's up to you. Uh, but yeah, so if, if that if that comes out, if not, we have the audio. Mm-hmm. It's out mm-hmm. there. Um, all right, so uh, we also have a Funko affiliate. Uh, we have the link in the description. You can use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase if you use the link in the description. Guys, it's Funko Pops. It's Christmas. Do it. There's Advent calendars Bunch now. Bunch of pop. It is not Christmas. It's Christmas. Bunch of pop. Oh, no, um, Patreon. We have a Patreon. we got the two tiers on Patreon, as I said before. We have a T Public where I'm going to put up the new uh, FMP DNP uh, Star Wars shirt. Um, it works. Down. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I got your yeah. luck. You're yeah. right. Um, so both links will be in the description as well. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci. It's true. Uh, for doing the thingies that he does for us. Thanks for the musacs. The music and the and the thingies. You can find them at Instagram on Jeremy at Jeremy Bellucci keyboards. That's I never actually pr- spelled Bellucci for you guys. Figure it out. Um, hey, I'm Bellucci <laughs> over here. Suburban proctologist. Uh, he is, is a show he does in new episodes. Soon ish, uh, you can find that on iTunes. Support that show. Um, it's very funny. It's a very funny show. You could also buy his shirt. He has a shirt uh, through us. Um, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official and Instagram at Subpod Podcast. Thank you to Mike Batola. Seriously, guys. Thank you, you to Mike, Mike. You're Batola. the best. Um, oh, I ran into Ken Knapsack the other day. Yeah, we did. Oh, at the comic store. Yeah, the comic store. He's a cool guy. Taking over Jedi Council. Very excited about it. I think that guy likes Star Wars. Turn it into something that'd be very positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 did say that a uh, collider wasn't invited to the Mandalorian press uh, press event oh. because of Christian Harloff. I was gonna say, I bet he's real mad about it. <laughs> he was really mad about it, <laughs> um, and it was because of Christian Harloff. So that makes uh, sense. He got real mad when he was invited to that last premiere. So uh, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's what happens. So Sorry. hopefully they can turn Jedi Council into something really positive. Uh, I've been listening to Force Center, which is a great show. It's very mm. positive, very, very much like what we do. We try to keep on the positive side of things. We try to celebrate what you like and Hell yeah, not baby. talk about what you don't like. Um, look for a Terminator episode coming up next. <laughs> I was got to do 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 diddly, but do 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 do. There we go. Um, all right, so yeah, thank you to Mike Patola uh, for our logos, and you can find him at Mike Patola. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure. Wait, fake nerd guys at gmail.com Wait a is, minute. Our, is our email address. Uh, if I'm a BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben, where are you? Ben Magna27 on Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can find me writing, as always, for oldschoolgamermagazine.com. Link will be in the description for that as well. Oh, you guys were on Downright Nerdy. Oh, yeah, we were. Oh, two that was two weeks, weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the link for that is also in the description. Got a lot of links in the description. Yeah, we, were th- we did an impromptu live show with yeah. them. Am I done vamping, Ryan? Did you find something? <sighs> no. I was trying to find a great Hideo Kojima quote about Death Stranding, and it comes out in a couple of weeks. I got nothing. Yo. You can meet Conan O'Brien in that game, and he will give you an otter suit that makes you swim faster in water. It is wow. so weird. Fun facts. Where can they find you? Oh, I'm at DJ Tony Snark. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Rate and review wherever you get us down, right, Nerdy? Thanks for subscribing. <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, tune in Spotify, iHeartRadio. Again, rate and review where you guys. Thank really you. We appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. Mm-hmm.